Atkinson. Care for a rundown. I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very Yeah, g'day rubbers, welcome back to the Weekly Rub Down, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You are listening to the Round 5 Rub Down. I'm your host Natty, and with me as always, Ryan Shotgun in the Rubmobile is the Stats Wizard, Walker the Weasel. What's going on, mate? Not too much. Long time just, no uh, speak. Just, uh, <laughs> just getting by. It's, um, I, I talk to you more in, more in a day than I talk, talk to my wife in a week. So, 100%. Yeah. I sp- um, I've spent more time talking to your ugly mug tonight than I have my own wife. Than, than, I, than I probably care to. But um, look, we're, we're here to rub through the uh, the matchups. So we've done the waivers, we've done the questions, and um, now we're going to rip through and tear a scab off one. Yep, and, let's uh, do it. Get stuck in. Let's fucking get in this Martinicello. Thirsty tonight, real thirsty. Yeah. Oh, that's a good game. Oh, yeah, it's good. That's good, that's good, that's good. Yeah, like you said, stat sheets, they're starting to fucking hum. Oh, yeah. They big are starting time, to hum. Time. Well, everything, we've got enough data in there that we can start releasing a lot of the other things. It took us, a, um, took me a while to figure out how the fuck well, I'm going to do the um, the form guide because um, right, with six all the round buys, form, yeah. Yeah, with all the buys and all that, it's um, it makes it pretty hard to actually apply each week without going through and and dividing it by how many games does this team play, blah blah blah. But would you? Are you, way, are you speaking uh, Mandarin? <laughs> I knew yeah, I had full I, I faith I in you. I had full yeah. faith in you, bro. Yeah. So we've we've also pulled together um, one of your suggestions is the um, the team sheets. So we've got that got that going at the moment some still putting together some tweaks on it but yeah first release was this week everyone seems pretty keen on it so yeah we'll just build on that as uh, as the season goes on and look guys and i'm being completely honest here right and i i get a look at these sheets every single fucking week right this is how we study for the podcast this is how we prep for the content that we put out on social medias that we put out on the patreon so i see a lot of it i see it all the time and I'm still impressed with it. When I so I'm putting together a video that I'll put out later in the the week. It's going to be like the dummies guide to the weekly rubdown stats lab. And for the prep for this video, I'm just going through all the sheets and what's available, what it means, and how to explain it. And it's it blows me away. And this is coming from someone that sees these sheets all the time. It really is impressive, guys. We're super proud of it. And if you look at it and you're not impressed. You're a fucking robot. I don't know what to talk talk to you about. Like seriously, you're obviously not in it to win it. Yeah, I mean it's the it's the tip of the spear when it comes to NRL Supercoach uh, as it stands. So no one else is doing it um, anything like this, and yep. yeah, no one dives this, this far into it. No one cuts it um, in the in the different ways. No one provides the an- analysis on any of the sheets or anything like that. So yeah, pretty pretty proud of it. It's taken a long time to get where it is. And it's it's going to be an ever evolving beast, just based and on we, suggestions. We and add else. we add to it all the time. Yeah. Every time I have my morning coffee, I go take a shit, and that's where I do all my best thinking, as oh, we all do as blokes. Time. That's big what, time. And I'm sitting there doing some stinker tinkering, and then I start thinking about different stats and stuff that we can bring towards. What can we try? And my job is to just throw a lot of shit against the wall, 
and then Wooker needs to tell me whether it sticks or not. And, and trust me, there has been a lot of shit thrown, um, there, and there hasn't been that much of stuck. But, but um, the stuff yeah, that it, sticks is absolute gold, oh, people. Mate, it's it's like clay. It's um, yeah, done done well on a couple of them. So yeah. Keep an eye out. Probably Friday is when I'm going to release the video. So as I said last week, it's obviously going to help you guys that are on the Patreon. It's going to help you understand the stats a little bit more, how to read the sheets, how to use them to their full potential. And for the guys that aren't on the Patreon, it's really going to get you a nice insight into what's available over there. And yeah, you're going to be impressed. Trust me. Now, the other Absolutely. thing I wanted to talk about is the questions. Now, how do... Uh, this is going to sound very, uh, my apartment's rich mahogany and my, I've got many leather bound books and you know, I'm kind of a big deal. It's going to sound like that, which is true. Like we are a big deal, but on Tuesday, oh on, on, on Tuesdays, we just get fucking raped with questions, which I love. I, lo- I do love it guys. Yeah. Um, but it's a big day. Um, obviously everyone in drafts is setting up, you know, TLTs, you've got to get your waivers in. Uh, and I just can't possibly get to all the DMS. Uh, and I don't want to dis put anyone at a disadvantage and, and answer some and not answer others. So I'm trying to funnel the questions for waivers to the live that we do. I mean, I keep saying it's going to be 8.30 and we keep end up doing it at 9. So I'll have to change it to 9. It's 9 o'clock um, Australian Daylight Savings Time. And we sit there for 15, 20 minutes and we answer as many waiver wide questions as possible. And then all the questions to do with matchups or trade options or free agent pickups or anything to do with the upcoming round, uh, they will go through Patreon and we'll only get the questions off Patreon, right? So that's just trying to funnel those questions. And that's not to say that I won't answer questions on Wednesday through to Monday. Because obviously, it, there's just not as many. The volume of questions that I get yeah, hit it's with. Just about, it's about prioritization. Right? We can't be looking at every single um, social media avenue um, yep. on Tuesdays. It's just too hectic. Tuesday's like, too, hard. Tuesdays, too hard. Tuesdays for the rub is is hectic. It's hectic. It's very hectic. And remember, guys, we actually do have a full-time job as well. <laughs> exactly. And I have yeah. a family. So it's yeah, it's a, there's a lot going on. But you know, I'm still going to get to as many DMs as I can throughout the week, Wednesday, Thursday, on the weekends, whenever I look at it. You know, if I'm out in the piss, you know, check the phone. There's a DM there. I'm going to answer it 100. Uh, percent But Tuesdays is just fucking wild, people. It's hectic. So just trying to funnel all those questions down to the Instagram live for waivers and then Patreon questions for the podcast, just so yeah, we can get to as many as possible, um, and it's fair for everyone if that makes sense. Yeah. No, hundos, man. All right, let's get into how we went on the weekend. How'd the uh, notarizers go in the home league, the Loveless League? Yeah, mate, we um we got a win. Um, it was looking it was looking very shaky there, but um had a couple of good um good recalcs in the in the game. So yeah, managed to knock off my my nemesis from last season, Cleary. So he um he went he went quite well last season. Definitely um got the wood on me. But uh, and you captain Turbo as well, so you still got away with the win. I, I did, yeah. So that was um that was a bit tough, but you know you gotta you gotta keep kicking, keep swimming. Um, and so otherwise, what are you learning about your team at the moment? So like, is there any players that you're like, fuck, this isn't working out, or is there any like pleasant surprises where you're like, okay, this is really working out for me? I know Bateman looked really good in the weekend. Yeah, so so Bateman he passed the eye test in both games. So even even the first game where he scored the thirty six, he showed some really good intent in the attack. Yep. Showed some really good work rate as well. Um, I think Teague Wilton has definitely been a, um, a yes. tick in the performance-wise. Yes. Definitely doing exactly what I was thinking he would do. 
Um, I was even impressed with Talakai. Like he's 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 really turned up in a lot of the games and and Hopgood as well. Um, oh obviously, yeah, fuck like, yeah. anyone who's got Hopgood is um is pretty stoked about that. So yeah, apart from that, like Jaden Braley hasn't really been showing much in a, in attacking upside um, at all, attacking output, I should say. I mean, yeah, uh, Dewey's obviously a, a wait and watch really. Um, aside from that, yeah, not not overly joy overjoyed, but um, yeah, not disappointed. Just potting along nicely, just, and just as long as you're bubbling away. At the as surface. long as that manly side still has DC and Trevojevich in it, I think you'll be fine. Yep. Yeah, I'm not, not not overly concerned. Um, I don't my bench makeup isn't great at the moment, but yeah, I've just been trying to pick up um, what scraps are on the waivers. To be fair. Yeah, nice. Anytime you get W, you don't really care how you get it at this point of the season. No, just exactly. get, get the winner, move on. Yep, yep. For the bros, we we I'm I'm in the business of burgling wins at the moment. Uh, not sure how yeah. I'm getting them. Uh, obviously, got really lucky with you. Uh, played yep. you on the buy round that Man Manly had, so I didn't have to face your guns. <laughs> so I burgled a yep. win there on the Definitely. weekend. I had a player down. My bench was Lane Pappenhausen, Drinkwater, Walker. And Cotter. That's an Rough. unbelievable bench. So I wasn't going into the round with much confidence. Uh, and then I captain Grant and he did nothing. So I was really up shit. It's an automatic L. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, oh, well, fuck. Let's have a look at what's happening in ne round five. Next round. Next round. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, somehow I just pulled. A fucking rabbit out of my ass and got the W. My my knights, obviously Greg Marsu coming back, told everyone to hold him. I held him. Oh, he looks so good. I mean, and he's, uh, he's he's called the beast for a reason. My God, oh. some of the post contact meters he was getting was just insane. I said it to you earlier when we weren't recording, like just so erotic, just watching him walk back after scoring a try. And I'm saying to my missus, I'm just going, can you have, fuck, can you can you look up at the screen, just have a look at the fucking size of this cunt, have a go at him. <laughs> I was so amped up, I was literally I singing. I was, I was singing, just serenading the beast. When he was on there. So I had fun. And the fact that I've got Brian Tott on Greg Marzu is just all types of erections. Uh, I have zero blood um, up in my brain. It's all in my crotch watching those two just bust tackles. I mean, Brian Tott, he got 57 right and he didn't get one return kick. They kicked yeah. it to Taruva to, to 100% of the time. So you yeah, took that's it. what Taruva's numbers were through the roof. Exactly. So you take yeah. all of those return runs from Which is Tor. his bread and butter. I know. He still gets 57. Get fucked. So supremely happy there. Um, actually, there's heaps to be happy about with my team to be at the moment. Well, uh, Katoa we were talking about yes. earlier. Yes. Eli Katoa, like, my my back row was just absolute shittery. It was disgusting. Um, and I've spent every week on the waivers chopping and changing and picking up guys and dropping guys. So at some point in the next couple of weeks, my back row is going to be Eli Katoa and Sean Lane. Oh, I'm so happy with that. And the other one, Lachlan Miller, kicking goals? What? It's not, not the worst um, auto... Auto um, draft. <laughs> that is it. What? He looks so good. And 
tip of the cap to you, Walker. I was I was holding on you, to your. You were all you were all over me about him. I was just holding the reins because I could I could tell you were about to gallop off into the distance with Lachlan Miller's dick in your mouth. And I was just holding on to those reins, but I should have let you go. I should have just let I, you fly, baby, because you've got looked, it dead he right. Looks, he looked so good in the Sharks last season, and he did show that he has more more to offer in attack than just um, being that that next man to. Um, to go in and pick up a, an offload or whatever. He's got that silky skill and fuck, that attack down the right edge just looks on fire I know. at the moment. And so that's that's the other thing. So like Lockie loves that right edge sweep and he's so unorthodox with the way he runs. So he gets a lot of t- tackle breaks there as well. But mm. he's starting to use his ball playing a little bit. That's because Callum Pong is not on this side. So no Callum Pong. If you're a Lachlan Miller owner, you're just praying that Callum Ponga takes his time with this concussion protocol, really looks after himself, stays as long as he needs to in Canada, and just really gets back to health. Maybe comes back in 2024, 2025, and just starts afresh. Yeah. Because Lachlan Miller, with no Callum Ponga in that side, is But I'll tell you what, young. Like if, they, if the team plays to their potential, they could have strike weapons in the left sweep, strike weapons on the right sweep, and fucking hell, like they could actually be one of the dark horses of the league. They look good. I mean, very they're, exciting. They're, they're, they're a long way from that. Even but, Gamble um, looks good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gamble, Gamble is definitely a, um, one of the true competitors of the game. The other, the other thing that just fell in my lap as well, right? So, Greg Marju, we all thought he was going to be a left edge player. And then I was thinking, fuck, he's going to come back. He's going to play left wing with no Kalen Ponga. He's just not going to get any ball. But he comes mm. back. He plays right wing, which is where they're dominant at the moment because there's no KP. I mean, fuck, it just came came up all bros in the weekend. It was all bros. So yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't ideal to watch as a spectator. That's for sure. <laughs> you just have. I literally I literally saw the the scores from um, from Grant and I was like <laughs> sucked in. Oh, no, and I'll... then you pull that one out of your ass. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I get drinky. And the other thing, so I've I've really struggled with buys to start the season. Buys and injuries, of course, but buys have really fucked me because of the way that my team's structured. I've got so many guns. I'm waiting on them to return. But I've looked ahead. I have five weeks, four or five, maybe four weeks, four weeks of no buys don't touch me. So I need to mm. capitalize on these next four games. Yeah, for sure. Um, while I'm not being touched by buys and just really fucking rack up some W's because, yeah. Mm. I can't keep burgling wins. It's not sustainable. It's not gonna. It's not going to happen every week. It's not sustainable. You, you can't have that much luck. No. But I really... I, that's on the weekend. That was peak Supercoach draft for me. That's what you play mm. playing for. Do you know what I mean? You're down and out. You think you're going to lose, and then a guy that you just have the biggest fucking man crush on comes out. He looks like an absolute fucking tank. He's got sh- he's got fucking muscle in his shits, muscle in his eyebrows, and he just starts owning cunts and scores two tries and saves you. That's I mean, mm. that's what I just said then. Cut that up. That's the blurb you should use <laughs> for Supercoach Draft. Yeah. No, and look, it's it's definitely something to keep in your back pocket for sure. Love it. All right, so I'll talk about bets later. Uh, highlight of the round for you. Highlight of the round for me was um, Nico Hines coming back and just braining it. Yeah, like, absolutely great. just going to the next level. That was great. Like, you wouldn't have even known he's he sat out the first three rounds. He's, um yeah, he's come back, absolute man on fire. 
Love and, it. And what did we say? The other, I think it was last round, right? We said to everyone, just pump the brakes on trying to trade or drop any Sharks players until you get Nico back in the side and you have a look at what they look like when he's running the show. And you yeah. saw it. It opened up the attack everywhere. All of a sudden, Mulatalo is making four line breaks, scoring two tries. Katoa scores a try. Nicaragua's there. Ramian. Everyone is just opened up. The whole fucking team is now an attacking weapon. Yeah. And look, I, I it was just so, I mean, um, it probably wasn't the best as the um, the opposition, but it was so good just to see him just enjoying his footy, getting back in the swing of things. Um, I, I'm a huge Nico Hines fan. Huge. Yeah. And if you're a classic play, obviously we're all doing the math. Yeah, is it is it worth <laughs> is it worth bringing him in for one week before the buy next I know, week? I know, I know. I can't like, af- I can't afford him anyway. Uh, like I'm I'm tossing it up, and look, it's against the Warriors. The Warriors have actually defended reasonably well. Been good. Season. The Warriors very gritty. Yeah, it's very not. It's, fucking we're gonna gritty. we're gonna touch on it with the with the um mm. the matchups, but yeah, it's it's not a an easy set and forget um, a foregone conclusion. So, For me, the highlight of the round was uh, Nathan Cleary and that whole fucking, what, la- the last sort of 15 seconds of that game. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, is, a, it is a shame that the Panthers didn't win uh, for my bank account and for the narrative that goes behind what Nathan Cleary did in this game. The fact- he, he, gets them, he gets them on the dance floor so often. What Look. about what about the kick for touch where he gets it exactly at thirty seven meters? Because mm. you need three meters back from the line for the run up. So like it, that's that's pinpoint. The yeah. kick for touch is pinpoint. Then He's to nail so clutch. Then to nail that forty fucking meter. Actually, and it was probably more because it was a little bit on an angle and it was a little bit back. So you're thinking maybe forty five, fifty meters for the fucking drop goal, nails it. Oh, mate, I was up on my feet. I was screaming. And the missus come to me, what are you fucking doing? The, the baby's asleep. Shut the fuck up. And I'm going, oh, come and look at this. Come and look at this. You won't believe what's happened. Oh, mate, that's oh, rugby league. Oh, rugby. Rugby league. Get it yeah. in my veins. That was sexy as fuck. So, yeah, that was the highlight of the round for me. And even and even Zach Hosking, Hosking taking hold of his um, club debut mm. and just like just grabbing it by the scarf of the neck and absolutely braining it as well. Yep. He was very good. Very, very good. Um, last thing I want to touch on, Panthers, Doco. Have you watched any of this? No, I haven't watched it yet. I've, I've got that one and the um, Dolphins? The, the one on stand for, Do- for the Dolphins. I've yeah. got those locked and loaded uh, this weekend. So I've, I've watched the Dawn of the Dolphins. It's fantastic. I've just started the Panthers, Doco. I, I forget what it's called. It's on nine now. Um, it's like all the way or something like that. It's. Did you watch the Tiger Tales one last season? Yes, yes. Was that good? Oh, no, I didn't actually see that. It's one. pretty good. These ones are better, okay. and I. It's obviously. Um, it's because it's fucking about better, better teams. teams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, <laughs> this Panthers doco is so good. So in the first episode, I've only watched one episode. Obviously, it's the year where they're trying to go back to back, and Top Gun Maverick comes out halfway through the year so it's a bonding thing they all go out and watch the 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 movie and then the coaches sort of like hone in on that whole top gun thing because the boys really liked it and they got into it and then so they go around and they give everyone in the team um a call sign like a fighter pilot call sign so you know they oh, give yeah, yeah. they give nathan cleary Iceman, 
Um, they gave Liam Martin, they called him Rash because he's all over everyone like a rash. <laughs> uh, some other ones that were, uh, oh, there was heaps of good ones. That, uh, and I was Liam like, Martin, what Liam a good Martin one. Liam Martin did a pest or something. Uh, no, it was the rash. Liam Martin oh, was the rash. rash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rash. Yeah. Um, Thumper. Uh, there was heaps of good ones. Anyway, it got me thinking. It was like, fuck, good exercise to sit down and think about what sort of call signs would you give blokes in your leg, right? So for us, there's a couple of easy ones. So we've got JK. He is the pest. So he would just have oh, pest easily. on his on his helmet. We've got Hale, who's he would either be noise or decibels, one of those two. Or weasel. Well, I'll save that one for someone else. You can get far. <laughs> what else have we got? We've got um, Bowie. Yeah, we got Casper. Casper, yes, Casper. Um, J- Jace would be the Eclipse, like just Eclipse. Because he... <laughs> he could also be Casper. He could be. A, oh, well, I'm thinking Casper as Reese because his skin's he's translucent. translucent. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, you're the OG Weasel. You would be Weasel. Mate, I've only won it once. I know, but you did the OG, like... No, no, OG no, hasn't, and, hasn't hasn't touched. Hasn't and touched I, do, I do introduce you on this, three years. on this podcast as the weasel every single time. So you'd have to be the weasel. So all right, well, and like you're not supposed to like it. You're not supposed to like your your um. As if he doesn't like Iceman. Come on. No, I'm pretty sure because I read somewhere like in real life, it's like the sledge. It's like it's it's usually a sledge. It's something to do with. Like an acronym about paying you out, or so it's like usually you don't like it, right? Okay, so that works because you don't like the weasel. It's because I'm not. Anyway, <laughs> the OG um, baby, the on OG onto the max. On, on okay, well, what? what look, you, you have a shot here. You can call. What? What would my call sign be? I can't even give it two seconds of thought, mate. Ah. Oh. You, you'd, you'd be up there with Pest. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, yeah. I'd, you would I'd, genuinely be... I would um, be happy with Pest across my helmet, actually. Right. Oh, actually, collusion. <laughs> Collu- <laughs> the, the colluder. The colluder. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, good. All right. Well, I fucking alley-ooped you there, and you did nothing with it. You, you bumbled it, and uh, the ball went over the... It actually went into the crowd. You did nothing with it. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I didn't know it was coming, so there you go. I only texted you about it yesterday. I was like, this is what I'm going to do, and we'll oh, talk about even, it. Okay, I didn't I didn't read that. <laughs> <laughs> I've been busy, mate. I've been doing the Patreon shit. Oh, God. All right, we'll get back to you then. Yep. Yeah, get back to me, come up with something good, and I'll post our um, I'll put, I'll put a I'll put a slam list together for you, mate. Fuck, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. The way you're going at the moment, I'm not fucking holding my breath for anything witty. Oh, whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, actually, send us send us through some DMs and give us some good call signs for the cunts that are in your league. Mm. Yeah. And, um, or, even, or, even, and we'll, or even nicknames or anything like that. Yeah. Like, who's... Obviously, a really good uh, one for us is um, Eclipse, Jace, because he's never in the chat um, and you never see him. You have to wait a long time for him to do anything. But when he finally turns up, it's quite spectacular and then he disappears again. You could almost you could almost call him the Comet. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Haley's comet. Yeah, only comes around every thirty years. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, DM us with some call signs from your your league, and we'll, we'll put up the best ones. Yeah. All right, let's get into the round five rub down. Records, rankings, weather. I know the team. These games are a burial, a blowout, a human alarm. I know these players. All you gotta do is bet on the win. I know this wonderful game called football. Let's get on with a rub down. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. First game, Thursday, 8 p.m. Roosters v. Eels. Allianz Stadium. Roosters coming off a bye fresh. Two weeks to prepare for the Eels. Uh, weather. Going to be a little bit chilly here uh, in Sydney, down to uh, 17 degrees. Uh, 40% of rain, but fuck all there, like a millimetre. Mostly mm. sunny during the day, so probably pretty good weather for footy, but we're getting into that sort of time might of year. Be, might be a little bit greasy. Yeah, Sydney yeah. Sydney footy from now on is going to be pretty greasy at night. Um, if we get into some of the matchups, I'm going to talk about weaknesses to start off. So... Eels, at this point of the season, don't have any glaringly obvious weaknesses on their edges. Uh, it seems to be their middle that's getting pumped uh, yeah. with super coach points. Uh, for the Roosters, their left edge defense, it, it seems to be their weakest point. Point So doesn't really match up really well for the Eels, obviously being a more left attacking dominant side. But... What I really like is the Roosters' right attack. So, obviously, with Sam Walker, with Nat Butcher, don't have Manu in the side, uh, but you can have Hacho there, and definitely Teddy. We've seen the Eels really defend fullbacks poorly throughout the start of the season, both supercoach and conceding tries. So, I like that sort of matchup for the Roosters. I do like the Roosters in this game. I think the Eels coming off such a high in that game and really going toe-to-toe to the Panthers, I think they're going to have a little bit of a hangover. So yeah, I agree, man. I'll be, on, I'll be on the Roosters here. But is that sort of, you know, lining up with the stats on your end, with the starts and sits? Yeah, so starts, starts like top matchups, where we're looking at like Teddy. He's got a really good one. Oh, um, Teddy. He's actually, you could almost go a full captaincy option on mm. him. Um, I, he's a pure, pure VC. Um, I would be playing personally. But other really good matchups. So Nat Butcher has one of the premier matchups of the round. Um, so the the Eels have been conceding over 80 points to the right two RFs. So it's definitely one where um, Bryce Cartwright is known as the as the turnstile. Um, he's been relatively good defensively, but he's made some pretty poor decisions in in defence, which has left him a little bit exposed. So. Um, yeah, he hasn't necessarily missed tackles. He's just been out of position. Um, so, yeah, definitely been exposed. So I think Nat Butch is definitely a play this week if you've got him. Um, other ones who've got really good matchups is Maddo on on the other edge. Uh, well, the well, right to RF again. But uh, for the Eels, uh, Radley's got a good matchup. And statistically, um, Josh Hodgson has a good matchup. But I wouldn't really be playing him. Against so them. maybe you pick up Hansy. Yeah, well, Hansy looked bloody good, didn't he? Fucking oath he did, yeah. bro. Like, so, really good. Really provided a bit of spark and attack. He got his got amongst it. So, yeah, he's definitely one that, um, look, worst options out there, especially at hooker. One of the best last names for a hooker you'll ever see. Is, is, Great. He, is, Great he, a, is he a hooker in, 
in uh, I haven't even looked if I'm honest. Is he a hooker in um in Supercoach? Let me have a look. You go through the sits. so the sits. Um, the Roosters front row forwards are a sit. The Eels really concede bugger all to um to the the middles. So they're conceding less than fifty points on average. Um, which yeah, it's not one that you want to get on. Um, Sivo and Waka Blake, so they're coming up against one of the better defensive sides against uh, left edge players, um, conceding 26 points to left centers. So Waka Blake is never really an option regardless, but Micah Sivo as well, they're only conceding 37 points a game. So yeah, one to one to put in the um, on the pine, I think. And Cheese and um, statistically, uh, Jackson Paulo um, and uh Hutchinson is probably not the um the best picks but I mean anyone who marks up against Walker Blake is one that I'd be looking at for sure yeah for so sure. I'd be I'd be playing Drew Hutchinson as a bit of a plug and play regardless I like it I like it yeah he is hooker uh so he played 33 minutes he had obviously had a try but he had 25 tackles in 33 minutes line break with that try and he made four runs so likely, very likely yeah. type. Um, before we get into the VC options, uh, anyone in these two teams that we're we're looking at maybe picking up or trade targets or anything like that before we move on? Hasn't been much movement um, in either side. We did talk about Matt Lodge as a stash option. He's looking at a return in the yeah. next couple of weeks. I like that. Um Maybe I mean, I think if Angus Crichton's available on waivers, sure. obviously sure. you obviously swoop one. swoop in to grab him. Same yep. with Sean Lane. I don't think either of those would be available. Um, obviously, you've got um, Junior Paulo out at the moment. Wormu Greg. Um, not sure what his output would be from a starting position, but um, he might be a, a nice little throw at the stumps there because the um, the Roosters do concede a bit through the guts, so they're conceding about sixty points on average to front row forwards. So he, you could do worse than put a Wurrimer Greg in your in your side for sure. Uh, also JWH, I don't mind him. I'll be looking at him, um, bringing him in to my side uh, for front row just to get 50, 50 points Love out. It. He will step up against this pack. Um, obviously, a little bit weakened with Paulo not in the side as well. The Eels. The other one I want to touch on is uh, Jermaine Hopgood, uh, especially if he goes large this week. Start shopping him around. Yeah, I mean, he's he, he's amazing. He's not going to. I don't think his average is going to dip below seventy. But like, he's on a massive high at the moment, and the high times are not going to be there all the time. Yeah, um, and there's some people that believe that Ryan Madison will continue to play edge, and you'll have Lane and Maddo on the edges, and Bryce Cartwright will miss out. I honestly don't think that's the case. Uh, I think they're just playing Maddo there because they have to. And I think they'll go back to because they could have done the Maddo Lane thing last year. Yeah, and look, uh, even with a flip and fetch um, view for rounds one to eight into rounds nine to fifteen, Jermaine Hopgood is definitely one of your flip targets. So, irrespective of him out- outperforming at the moment, when you compare the the form of the teams that he's played now compared to the form of the teams that he'll be playing, mm. it's definitely one that I'd be looking at flipping him now or in the next few weeks 
before he starts to hit those tougher games. Also, with the hype around him, obviously everyone's all over Hopgood's deck, dick, Hop God, Hop Goat, all that bullshit. He's a, he's a must-have in, in classic yeah, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's just such a great time to sell him. But you could think he's a lock. You could trade him for an upside 2RF that's going to give you that you know that try-scoring potential. So it's definitely oh, yeah. something, to, something to think about. All right, so obviously VC, Teddy is just... It's... It's a set and forget. Yep, like you said, um, if you had the balls, just put the armband on him. It's a great matchup. I I have to say I'm I'm steering away. The more I do it, steering away from captaining a player in the first round, game of the round. Mm. It hurts so much when they go yeah. bad. Yeah, it is it's, silly. It, yeah, but, but it's a big balls player. I like it. Got to, it is. You got to respect it. I do. I do like it. All right, let's get in the next game. The Friday 6 p.m. game, Raiders v. Panthers, G.I.O. Stadium. Fuck. Starting to get cold down there. Minimum of six <laughs> degrees. Partly Jesus. cloudy throughout the day. Fuck all chance of rain. So probably, yeah, nice afternoon for footy. Uh, Panthers are going to be up for this one. Raiders, look, Raiders just don't have any strike in them. They can be a gritty, grinding type of team. But without that sort of strike weapons in the team, they struggle. And without Jack White, well, Seb, Seb, Seb Chris at the back is just woeful. Oh, it's gross. And now you don't have Jack yeah. White in the side. I mean, they are going to struggle. Fucking the creati- their creativity one. is just just not there. No. And look, they should they should be having Starling playing big, big, big minutes um, just to provide a bit of spark and energy. I, I hope. Jamal Fogarty can can bring things up because I thought uh, Frawley did a really good job at times last week. He got he had a few clutch plays, but they just they just lack creativity. Yeah, um, yeah, it's great. They're gonna they, they get they get Jordan Rapana back on that right wing, so like they might be testing the waters on that on that right wing. Him marking up on Taruva. They might be looking at that as a bit of an option, um, but yeah, it's. it's Tomoko's been a real shining light in this Raiders side. Uh, I hope yeah. everyone listened to us last week and went and got him because he's been fantastic. He's he's run meters, he's post contact meters, his tackle breaks have all been through the roof. This is what we were talking about last season. Obviously, we we're just a year early. He's starting to smash it. But if we're talking mm. about the matchups here, Raiders are weak on their left defense without Jack White in there, even more so, which bodes really well for the Panthers because they've been smashing their right attack. Uh, 63.2 points per player per game. Yum, 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 yum. So, you know, you're looking out there with Zach Hosking, Nathan Cleary, Brian To'o, um, fucking... Critter's got a really good matchup as well. Any, anyone on that right edge, you fire them up in this game. I think that's the, the top matchup here. On the other side of the ball for the Raiders, I mean, the Panthers are weak on their right, which is re- Raiders are normally a really left-edge dominant side, but that's because of Jack Whiten. Without Jack Whiten, who knows how they're going to attack in this game. Mm. They'll probably funnel a lot of their attack over to the other side through Jamal Fogarty um, and Tomoko and the sort. So, look, I, I just give the Raiders zero chance in this game. Even at home, the Panthers are going to come to play, and I love that right edge. Is that sort of what's matching up with you? Yeah. Um, look, like looking at looking at the stats, um, there's a lot of red in this one. Um, there's obviously a lot of sits with the um, the Raiders, but some of some of the good um, the top matchups. So Dylan Edwards has a really good matchup. Both Tungo and Toto have have good matchups along with Stephen Crichton. 
Um, the sits, so guys you want to avoid from a, a captaincy perspective or maybe if you put them through the rotation is Hudson Young, Fogarty himself, um, Rapana, uh, Sebastian Chris at the back, um, Tim- Timoko and Jerome Luai. So look, out of those, the, the captaincy or VC options, are, there aren't really any safe captaincy options in this one i think cleary is the obvious choice from a vc perspective and tapane may be a low-end like safety c um captaincy but um yeah i, I they'd be the only ones that i'll be looking at in this one yeah i i do dylan edwards has a fantastic matchup um in this one the raiders have been conceding tries to fullbacks like nobody's business i think mm. it was like i think it's like 30 percent so far this year yeah 33 percent um of their tries have gone to fullbacks this year. We saw Edwards play really well through the middle and get a try on the weekend, um, which was predicted in our ATS predictor. Uh, yep. This is a little, little tease for later. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> just the tip, just for a second, yeah, just to yeah. see how it feels. Um, but yeah, Brian, I think Brian Toto, VC, uh, obviously Nathan Cleary, yeah, Tungo. I think anyone, anyone in this Panthers side is, is up for a big game. Uh, I'll be taking the Panthers maybe 13 plus here, to be honest. Yeah, I, th- I think they're, they're going to be very fired up for this one, and they're, they're definitely one that um, you, you can't really look away from. Um, I think an ATS with um, with Dylan Edwards and maybe Tungo, um, just because you get a bit of value for Tungo at the moment, and yeah, put a 13 plus on the Panthers. Happy days. The other one, the other thing to think. About- talk about and we talked about this i forget whether it was the live or the waiver wire one but um taruva so whether other teams adopt this strategy of just not kicking the ball to brian to so the Parramatta eels didn't kick the ball well mitch moses didn't kick the ball to brian to once so it just eliminated to ability to return the ball which is smart but um i mean taruva's fucking pretty fantastic return of the ball as well that's why yeah. taruva had 300 plus meters and that's why i had um why moses had almost a thousand meters kicking so yeah. now that's going to be in sense of draft taruva might be a tasty little pickup if that's going to continue because if he keeps running for 300 meters a game he's going to base 50 55 yeah I mean, you're really helping. Um, well, you're really pushing Toto to pick up that second or maybe third um, tackle hit up, and by that stage, you have got a defensive line that's really ready yep. for him. So, yep. it's a smart, it's a smart play, and I think it's a it's a really good way to nullify the PCMs that he gets each game. Yep. But again, not everyone's as good as Mitch Moses, so it's probably not going to happen every game. But it's an interesting strategy that brings Taruva in conversation because um, yeah. he's probably sitting a little bit lower uh, in, in people's rotations. He, de- he, def- he definitely hasn't hasn't performed it, it, with the high ceiling as, as people expected. But, it, I mean, you could say that about the entire back line for the Panthers. So I wouldn't be going too early on um, selling any of the Panthers' back line at this stage. No just give it, give it another month. Give it another month. These guys know how to play footy. They haven't just uh, woken up and gone, oh, which end do I grab it for? From like it's they're definitely um, they're definitely going to warm into the season, and I think it's going to start with this round. Hundred percent. Um, stash uh, Xavier Savage coming back in round seven. Savage for sure. Yeah. Yep. Go stash him. Another buy low at the moment is Tapane. Uh, I think he's going to explode at some point in this season. 
and I think he's pretty low at the moment. I think you can get him pretty cheap, cheaper than you'll be able to get him at the back end of the season, that's mm, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, we've talked about VC. It's pretty much VCs in this game, so, yeah, we've covered that. Let's get into the next game. Friday, 8 p.m., Bunnings v. Storm Acor. This will be a great game. Crap, so... There is 30% chance of rain this one, but it's only a millimetre. So, again, Sydney, cold. Surface is going to be a little bit slick um, at night, and that's going to be the case uh, for the remainder of the season. So we talk about matchups here. Storm, obviously, a little bit underdone at the moment. Bunnies missing a lot of their middles. It's going to be a really good game. It's going to be an interesting game here. So Bunnings are glaringly weak on their left edge, which doesn't really bode well for the Storm because they're a left edge dominant team and you don't have Hughes in this side. So it really fucks up the matchup there for the Storm. If Hughes was in this side, I'd be like, okay, here we go. Fucking fire yeah, up the yeah, Storm's yeah. right edge. But it just doesn't sort of link up statistically has it has been going all right though he has he has been good but again but everything gravitates down that left yeah left to mad dog right, especially with no hughes uh but the storm they're weaked on their left edge and again doesn't really match up nicely here for the bunnies because obviously they want to be a left edge dominant team but if you look at that that bunnies right edge campbell graham Ilias, colin matungi they probably have the matchup that I think is the sexiest in this game, the Bunnies' right attack, um, specifically mm. Campbell Graham. I know he's got a really good shot of scoring a try in this one. Uh, he'll be running at Justin Olam, and we know he loves the big hits, but he can make he can a poor... Come dis- fly, can yep. come flying out of the yep. line and, and leave, leave it exposed. And Mad Dog is missing tackles this year, <laughs> yep. big time. So... I do like that, that Bunny's right attack. Is that sort of what you're seeing? Yeah, so um, like hit the nail on the head because um, Campbell Graham is the top matchup for this game. So like the Storm, albeit hasn't been Justin Olam, but um, yeah, the Storm been conceding 68.8 points mm. to right centres this season. So it's definitely one that lines up quite well with Campbell Graham absolutely smashing out of the park as well. So... Um, we've seen a lot of attack funnel down the right-hand side this season. It obviously hasn't got past um, Kaloa Matangi and Campbell Graham, so poor old Isaac Thompson owners. Um, you might want to be looking elsewhere because um, I just don't think that's going to change with how well those two are playing. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about uh, your sits? So, so for oh yeah, for top matchups, also on top of Campbell Graham, obviously having the best matchup. Um, Cam Murray could be having a bit of a bounce back because the Storm do concede a bit through the lock in the middle. Um, Alex Johnston and Willie Warbrick both have decent matchups um, and marking up against one another, so it should be an interesting um, battle out there. Obviously, the old old head and the new absolute built like a brick shit house Warbrick. Um, and um, the sits. What a last so, name! Oh no, it's so great. Um, this Billy Billy Warbrick. Oh, <laughs> calling yourself Billy? <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay, so sits. So statistically, Cam Munster's not hasn't got a good matchup. Neither does Cody. Um, and same with Pazit. But I think this game is going to be a little bit, um, bit of an arm wrestle um, early. But then it's going to open up a bit as the as the game goes on. So I think. Those guys, whilst they're not captaincy options, I this round I'd obviously be playing them. 
Um, Coates is one that I would probably put in the back pocket to keep him out this game. Same with Tass um, and maybe even Welch if you um, if you really. Uh, got a few options at the front row forward. The other thing that sort of uh, caught my eye as well is the Storm's middle and how shithouse they've been um, conceding mm. super coach points. Obviously, you've got Cam Murray, you got Cook, you've got Luttrell, some guys that can really take advantage of, of some weak middles there. So that's something to think about. Those guys might be yeah, on, especially absolutely. how we saw Cook on the weekend start up his running game and he looked very fucking dangerous. Yeah, and look, he just needs that little bit of a sniff. And look, if you get a couple of good um, good runs by Murray, backward retreating defence, quick play of the ball, that's where that's where Cook lives. That's his that's his bread and butter. That is his bread and butter, baby. Uh, before we get into VC and captains, anything you want to talk about here for uh, pickups or trade options? Uh, I mean, I know. So, we're gonna- I mean, Willie Willie Warbrick's probably the obvious pickup. Um, so he'll he'll be he'll be available in a lot of waivers um, or free agents by the time you listen to this. Um, aside from that, maybe um, so like Eli Katoa if he's available. Trent Liora um, has a half decent matchup this week actually. Um, aside from that, a lot of these players because they're like a high profile team. Both of them. Um, the only other other one you could think of is maybe Pezzet for the, this round, but the matchup isn't really there. I tell you what, though, we will be talking about the the bunnies at length when we start getting into our flip and fetch stuff. Because the yes. the bunnies have had a, a bit of a rough trot of it, and there's some big guns there that have been underperforming that are about to come into some really arousing matchups from round eight onwards. So keep that in mind that these Bunnies players are going to be prime for the picking coming up soon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, VC options. Uh, I mean, it's all all the usual suspects, even though it's, you know, the stats not might not point to it, but Mad Dog, you got to put him in there. Luttrell through Luttrell the middle like that. Cookie, Cam Cook. Murray. Cody. Um, Cody, yeah, Cody looked good in the weekend. Cody, Cody t- turns it up as well Jesus. when he plays the Could big you imagine games? Guru on the weekend? Fuck, just pulling his little put over Cody Walker. I heard him on his podcast going, oh, he turned back the clock. Oh, fucking spammy. Fucking Guru. He's t- tough to listen to at the best of times, not <laughs> I, when he's got a full name. I can't wait to talk to him about Drone <laughs> Luai, though, next time we see him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that, that, I, I, that I, hun- still, I still remember playing his day, him, him <laughs> saying to us, but there's a hundred dollar bet what on was it. it. You'd, be, you'd, be, you'd, be, you'd be lucky to get fifty points Mate, out of it. We've got a hundred dollar bet 56 on it. Fifty six might be over. I've spent the hundred dollars already. I spent it. Done. It's gone. <laughs> I spent it. <laughs> oh, that was the day. Yeah. Oh, I love it. All right, let's get in the next game. Saturday, three p.m. Manly v Knights. Glen Willow Oval. This is in Mudgy. Uh, so mostly sunny. In this one, actually, should be really good weather for football out there. I've actually been to this stadium. Great stadium. Country stadium out there, Mudgy. Great place. I used to live there, actually. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, out there tiling. Getting right. amongst it when I used to be on the tools. Ugh, fuck. Oh, shit. Shiver up my spine just thinking about it. Fuck it. <laughs> well, let's get into where we see the, the matchups here. So, Manly, weak on their right defense. Uh, and usually, this would be really good for the Knights with Callum Pong on the side, but he's not on the side. So, they have been funneling a lot of their attack down the right. So, it's not really a great matchup there for the Knights. 
Knights, on the other hand, weak on both edges, conceding more of their tries to left attacks. And that's where I like the matchup, Manly's left attack. Mm-hmm. So we know that Schuster can do what he likes out there. He's blind, but he can. he's like fucking Daredevil. Like, he can just sense things. He's all over it. No look passes here and there. Tom Travojevic loves that left edge sweep, and you've got Garrick on the edge picking yeah. up points. And, I'll, oh, look, I've been sucking... Greg Marsh's dick all night but one thing I will say about him is he can't defend and he's shit at reading like he can't read yeah. he's illiterate he can't read at all and that, and that's and that's one of the reasons why the Titans were probably um, not glad to get rid of him but they knew that they had um, better less def- less deficient defenders coming through their ranks and so. if you think that fucking Tom Travojevic hasn't done some video on this and he hasn't got Greg Marsh in his sights you're an idiot so yeah. I really like Manly's left attack here. I'd be firing everyone up there on their on their left. Um, but yeah, I think Manly by plenty in this one. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's definitely one that um, I don't think the Knights are going to get out of jail. <laughs> I don't think they're going to get out of jail like they've done in the last few games. So um, I, I'm definitely um, yeah. Both both hands on Manly at the moment. Both hands wrapped around mm-hmm. it firmly. Are you fucking white knuckling it? Love it. Mate, I've, I've got it, mate. I've, I've, I've got both DCE and I mean, yeah, you are You are white knuckling. I, I am all in. You I'm are squeezing the life out of it. Full purple tip on your end. Shit. Tell you what, just, just loosen the grip, constantly baby. Constantly just flicking my thumb over it. Anyway, um, look, there's a, there's a couple of interesting ones. Um, so top matchups. So Tyson Gamble actually has a fucking fantastic matchup in this one. The, um, the Manly team have been conceding 62 points per game to left halves. So it's an it's an interesting one that um, they'll be funneling a lot of their attack down that left side. So maybe um, maybe it might be the, the left versus the left in both sides. Yeah, yep, yep. And I think that's where it's going to um, – the attack's going to go. I just think that the, um, the middles is where Manly are probably going to win it, if I'm honest. Yeah, fair. Um, so looking at um, top matchups, so Lockie Croker actually has a really good matchup. Uh, all depends on if he actually plays because he was out with a shoulder injury last week. Kelmato Tolangi also has a decent matchup on that edge. Um, probably not one that I would I would look for, but um, because I do think a lot of the attack is probably going to go past him. Um, uh, Jaden Braley also has a good one, but we haven't really seen too much in attack from him. So um, I've I've got him in one league with JMK. I've actually benched him for JMK this week. Yeah. Um, so sits. Uh, we're looking at both of the the pigs for the Knights. So Daniel Sofidi and Leo Thompson. I've given them both a. I'd give them both a rest. Alakawatu. Um, just based on the stats and the way the game is probably going to go, um, he's probably um, you're probably going to play him because he's still going to get you over over fifty to sixty. But he's not really a captaincy option. Um, the right edge combo of um, Gago and Maju statistically is going to be a tough one against um, a really staunch Manly side. But um, obviously, we've got Cooler out replaced by Morgan Harper, who has a lot of defensive frailties. Mm, so that's, that's true. Um, or actually, yeah, no, no, no. They'll be coming up against, um, no, they'll be coming up against uh, Garrick and uh, Parker. So I think they'll be a bit more solidly defended than on that other edge. So, um, but yeah, uh, 
Turbo apparently has a has a poor matchup. So um, they've been conced- the, the Knights this season have only been conceding fifty three points to um, no, sorry, fifty point three points. Uh, sorry, fifty three points to fullbacks. He's about to fuck that average up. Something's about to give, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's going to be Tommy Turbo. Floodgates are about to go, open up, baby. On top of them, so yeah, I feel like that's going to be um, changed this round. All right, let's have a look at these teams and see if we've got any trade targets or pickups. Um, we did talk I mean, about... Marju's an obvious one. Um, if, if he's not in teams, fuck, Jesus. Get yeah. him in there, please. Uh, we talked about Leo Thompson um, and Matt Croker. Matt Croker looking like a really likely type. I love everything about him. If he can just get two, three minutes extra on the field, uh, his yeah. PPM's great. He's got a nice offload. Really good late footwork at the line. I don't know why they're using him more. Um, Tyson, Tyson Gamble will be floating around on some waivers as well. I love like Tyson Gamble. He's obviously going to be there until Ponga comes back. Looked very, very handy. Um, Halfback, five-back, dual eligible too. It's going to cover you in the halves, team together. Yeah. which is very sexy. The Knights, I mean, they don't have a bad run. Like They've got Manly. Got Warriors the next game. Oh, they run into Panthers and then they've got Cows. Not too bad, but yeah. Yeah, Cows this season isn't too bad. The the fact that you can get uh, a halfback five at dual eligible guy probably on free agents at the moment because everyone's scared of Tyson Gamble. Yeah. Uh, is just going to give you that depth and flexibility, especially with buyers and injuries and suspensions that are happening at the moment. Fuck, he came in really handy for me on the weekend. I didn't have Sam Walker in my side. Picked him up, played him, got 48. Very happy with it. Yeah. And look, he doesn't need to do much because he's got a pretty good work rate on him. One that I've been really disappointed with this season has been Jacko Hastings. Um, I, I, I knew that he was going to be um, not fantastic, but I just didn't think he'd be dropping like a 40 average. I thought he'd be hovering around that 50. He's just the Cooper Cronk. Oh, he is, nice. isn't he? Yeah. And we, we we did touch on that with the mm. guru, but oh my god, like I I did think he he would perform it a little bit better. I don't have him in any leagues, but yeah, it's it's just uh, I, I was expecting a bit more. Yeah, for sure. So with the three p.m. game, I mean, you might be able to uh, captain some guys here. Uh, I mean, Turbo is a VC or captain. Doesn't matter what you want to do, just do it. Uh, he'll score and he score well in any game. Garrick is a great VC option. On the Knights side, I think if they're scoring points, it's going to be Lachlan Miller's going to have his hands on it at some point. Yep. He's not a bad VC option. Um, I mean, Greg Mars, if you don't have anyone else as a, as a VC, not a bad one. I mean, the cut makes 22 runs and, and makes 11 tackle breaks. He's going to score well. You put a try on that and he's getting 90. He's just very sexy. But, yeah, it should be just all one-way traffic for Manly here. I do like – I like Garrick to score one. Uh, I don't mind Turbo to score one, and I do like Manly to win pretty handedly. Yeah. I, I think a, a sneaky um, a sneaky one to DC wouldn't go astray either. He's mm. always there or thereabouts in, um, in backing up as well. Yep. But um, I think Tommy Turbo is a bit of a moral to get one in this one. Yep. Yep. That's it. Well, let's get into the next game. Saturday, 5.30 p.m. Dragons v. The Finns, Wind Stadium. Uh, so 80% chance of rain in this one, 6 millimeters. So, 
Yeah, going to be a little bit damp here, which I think really plays into the hands of the Dolphins. I uh, like obviously they've got a lot out. The Dolphins they're missing Sean O'Sullivan, they're missing Kafusi. I think I think that the, the loss of Sean O'Sullivan is going to be so massive. Huge man, huge. And but like getting, we talked, getting but getting JMK back is going to be massive as well. So I think it offsets a little bit, but I, I, they're just going to struggle for direction. I think if they make it a middle game. And dolphins are in this. If they they have they have to. If they, they to. use the Bash brothers, the Bromish boys, JMK works it through the middle. Um, Tommy Gilbert, who's been fucking huge, Cotterly Lemelu. If they make it a middle game and it's wet, uh, they'll be in mm. this game for sure. Uh, it I think it rests on Katoa's shoulders, and we talked about this earlier. Obviously, he's a young kid. Uh, the problem will be if they go Milford Savers. Yep. And it won't work out. And to be honest, I think I think Wayne knows Milf, that. Milf got Milf got close to saving him though. He he had a couple of really good kicks late in the game. Obviously, that last one sat up into um into Stags Stags lap. But look, they they were in there. They were in there or, or very close. Yeah, I love the Dragons here. To be honest, I think uh, I think I think they're paying a dollar ninety a piece here. Dragons might be dollar eighty, just slight favourites, but I, that's great mm. value. I think it'll be a close game, especially with the weather. Dragons 1-12 to is special. Um, talking about weaknesses here, Dragons super weak on their left defense, which does work out well for the Dolphins because you've got Katoa mm. coming back on that right edge. You and Aiken looking really good. Jermaine Asako scoring tries of fun. Hammer likes it out there as well. So that oh, fins- your, your ATS for Asako would be through the roof. Oh, baby. Oh baby, yeah. Let's go. I mean, it, it, the 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 ATS predictors got both Hammer and um and Asako in the top five, so <laughs> definitely ones to to look at this game. Yum yum, and yeah, I think they'll funnel their attack down that edge. Uh, the Finns, no obvious weakness here. They're conceding points on both sides of the ball, and to be honest, at the moment, it's really hard to sort of judge where the Dragons are attacking. Um, you know, one play they're attacking down the left, the next they're attacking down the right. Then you might have uh, Benny Hunt uh, make some line break and score, but it's on the left edge and he's usually a right edge player. So it's mm. quite confusing how the Dragons are playing at the moment. Uh, but they have been more impressive than I thought they were going to be. So I think with the outs that the Dolphins have, I think the Dragons have got enough to do it here at home. And if I was going to pick an edge that I like for the Dragons, I would probably take. Mm, I'd probably take. Maybe their right edge defense. You've got to back the re- whatever edge Ben Hunt is attacking the most. Mm. I, I, re- I really down. think the the combo for Sully and Ravalawa could be real devastating mm. if they if everything starts to work for them. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, and even Jaden Silver has been playing quite well. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. Season. So I think that that edge could be real dynamite. Um, and then they've obviously moved uh, Zachy Lomax across the other side to provide a bit of um, stability to that left edge. But yeah, I I, I really do have high hopes for Sully through the season. But um, obviously, he hasn't shown us today. Um, what about this season? What, what about this got? matchup? Michaeli Ravalawa running straight at Jack Bostock. Bostock looked bloody good in the trials. He's so I'm ba- all about that. He's I'm a ba- all about it. He's a baby, though. 
Jack Oh, Jack yeah, Mason. he's young. He's young. If he's got a steaming Michele Ravalawa running at him, I, I'm going to back Ravalawa to win that little matchup, to be honest. <laughs> Paying dollar yeah. dollar one dollar one to score a try if they're in dollar open space. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, he did look good in the trials, um, Jack yeah. Bostock. But yeah, he's a baby. He was at, he, I thought he was playing center though in the trials, but yeah, maybe I, oh, I just can't remember. That's all. He's the he's the young sort of skinny, no, uh, no, no, light haired bloke. I, I, yeah, I know, I know what he looks like, but I thought he was playing center. But nah. yeah, I, I, it's the trials. It was ages ago. Yep. Um, yeah, top so matchups. Looking Let's at the top matchups, so the Finns pack, like like you touched on before, the middles have been um, dominating uh, the Dragons today this season. So, yeah, the, the Finns pack, Connolly Limalu, he's he's definitely going to have a really good run this week. Um, you and Aitken and um, Isaiah Katoa on that right edge. Um, obviously, you've got to take Asako on top of that as well. Um, sits or, or a captaincy avoids looking at Lomax, Milf, BMM, and Bird all have pretty pretty horrible matchups. So if you if you got any of those, you best off ben- benching them. Um, captaincy options um, or VC options. Look, uh, there's no there's no absolute guns in this match apart from Benny Hunt. Um, and, and he's Benny probably the only guy played. that I'd be looking at, to be honest. Yeah, and he he hasn't really set the world alight this season as it stands. Like he scored a try and uh, in open play, and um, I think he still scored like fifty odds. So he's definitely not one that's going to set the world alight. So look, a VC um, a VC on like a Hammer or an Asako wouldn't go astray, but I wouldn't be dropping a captaincy on on any of these guys. No. No, it's, it's a pretty good one to leave alone in this one for captaincy and VCs. Um, mm. For pickups and trade options, we did talk a lot about Connolly Lemilu in the Waiver Wire podcast, still sitting below yep. 35% ownership. Obviously, CTW at the moment will get the 2RF dual eligibility, has been killing it. If you take that eight points that he scored in round two out of it, He's probably sitting he in the 60s. Up a lot. He's probably yeah. sitting in high 60s, to be honest, in his average. He's getting 80 minutes in the three games that he was conscious. They like him, they <laughs> love him, uh, and he's going to be there to stay. So I love him as a pickup. Uh, other than him, there's no. And he was, and he was playing. He was playing through that position before the suspension to um, Fuliskafusi. So, um, like the game that Fuliski was um, suspended in. I think he, Lemelu was already yep. um, forcing the rotation of Kenny Brom through the um, that uh, the middle. So yeah, he yeah, played eighty definitely. minutes in round one. Yeah, Lemelu. Yep. So yeah, um, another one to think about is JDB. He is getting very close uh, to a return. To be, yeah. Yep. Yeah. he's listed in the reserves at number twenty-two. So getting very close. So if he's out there on waivers, you know that he's going to come straight into this number thirteen spot. Jack Bird's going to be moved around, probably onto an edge. And we talked about this all preseason. JDB with sixty minutes, sixty points, bank it. Yeah, for sure. And um we've we've um filtered a few questions about Isaiah Katoa as well. So Look, I think he's going to grow into the season as, as it rolls through. So he's definitely one who's still learning the game um, coming across from rugby. So it's definitely something that it's just going to take him a bit of time. Um, he's a young fella too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, let's get into the Saturday night game, 7.35 p.m. Your Broncos v. the Tigers, Suncorp Stadium. Cheer, oh. It's your uh, bogey team, bro, Tigers. 
They yeah. smashed you last year. Yeah, well, I think during that period we got smashed by a lot of teams. So. No, this was the this was the time when you guys were flying. I think you were four on the trot. You were bloody coming coming fourth on the on the ladder. Yeah, and then well, the big well, bad look, tigers come in and look, just mate, ruin your dreams. We're, 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 we're all looking forward, not backwards. So, <laughs> look, this is um, this is a, a, new, a new look Broncos side. We didn't have Reese Walsh back then. Um, obviously, Adam Reynolds has gone to another level that I didn't even know that he could go to. Um, he's been absolutely outstanding this oh, season. Haas, look, Haas has gone to another level. Let's be real here. There's no way the Tigers win this game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> weather. So, yes. yum, yum, yum here. So, chance of rain, 50%, but only a millimetre. Um, it's been hot as fuck up this way, so it's going to be perfect weather for footy. Uh, talk about some strengths and weaknesses here. So, Oh, let's just talk about whether the Tigers are weak, is it to gonna, be honest. Is it, is it, is it going to be easy to talk about just the what's not a weakness it's, for the Tigers? It actually, like, it, could it get it? Like, it, if you didn't say anything, obviously, you just go, Broncos are sweet, but it gets better. Tigers are supremely weak on their right, uh, and Broncos are supremely strong on their left. Like, they're scoring over 44% of their tries on their left, the Broncos. Tigers are conceding 53% of their tries to left attacks. I mean, it's a match made in heaven. Start everyone on the left for the Broncos. Ezra Mam. Jesse Arthurs is such a good pickup this oh, week. You know a who plug I'm, and play option. Mate, you know who you- I love this game? Herbie. I love yes, Herbie yeah. in this game. We and it, saw and he's Olam. Number, number th- he's number three in the ATS ranks. Mate, we saw Olam on the weekend. I had him in my fucking best bet of the week. Olam into the storm on the line. Fucking bang. And I'll be Fuck. back in her. I'll be bagging, banging uh, Herbie Farmworth in there to bag one again against the Tigers. And Jesse Arthur as well. I, I mean, I think it's 20, 20% a piece to left center and left wing. So if the Broncos just keep feeding that left attack or Walsh keeps sweeping down there, they're going to find success. So I'm all over the Broncos Broncos left attack here. Uh, Tigers just fuck all hope, to be honest. Yeah, it's look, they haven't shown much in either attack or defense to, to say that they're going to threaten any of the top teams. So look, they, they need... Do two Sheens' defense? Did you just pause has- to put your penis in your um, belt? <laughs> a little bit. A little, I thought you said the pause. I am looking, looking very, very forward. You to made watching it too this game. obvious. You made it too yeah, obvious. Yeah, I'm looking very forward to watching this game. But to Sheens' <laughs> credit, he has stuck with the thirteen, um, and at least given it a shot to um, to work, even though it looked pretty fucking awful. Um, at least they're given another chance to like, take it forward. But look, they're coming up against the Red Hot Broncos at the moment. They um, took down a, a very gallant um, Dolphins team, so it's going to take a fucking Herculean effort to get them get them across the line. I think. Yeah, gross, 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 gross. Yeah. So top matchups: Kurt Capewell, Selwyn Colbo, Bateman actually has a good one. Uh, one of the few good matchups from the Tigers. Uh, Jordan Ricky. Hang on, before we move on, I just I just I just um saw a post from Physio. I haven't really gone into it, but Bateman with a rib injury? Yeah, so that you see that um I I did. He's actually non contact at the moment. So he's he hasn't trained hasn't done any contact training since the weekend. 
Oh, here we go. John John Bateman has been cleared of a rib fracture and has been named to play in round five. Worth noting, rib cartilage injury is one of the most painful in in footy. Uh, Yeah, so it's just a pain tolerance injury. Yeah, so you'll expect his work rate to go down, like in the tackle and everything else, a mm. little bit. Um, he is a tough been, cunt, though. He, he's been, yeah, yes. He he, he's usually been getting a heap of tackle breaks and all that sort of stuff when he's his little crab runs that he does. So, yeah, I, I don't feel like it's going to impact him too much. But yeah, it's not, it's not one that I'd be. Um, I've got him. I'll probably be sit, sitting him this benching him this week just because. He's coming up against the mighty Broncos, isn't he? Um, he Ezra is, Mam is definitely a great, um, a great play this week. Bounce um, back game. Come on, Mammy. I need you, bros. As, as is Walsh. And um, you hit the nail on the head before with Herbie Farnsworth. It's it's definitely a great matchup. <laughs> I'm big on Herbie um, this week. Yeah, I, I think a, a really good option as well um, as a bit of a plug and play is Jesse Arthur, as we touched on him before. Mm. The sits uh, effectively the entire Tigers team. Um Adam Dewey, obviously. Brooksy, um, Isaiah Papali doesn't have a good matchup. He'll still get a decent output because of his work rate. We know what he's like. Um, Adam Reynolds actually has a bad matchup. I wouldn't read too much into that. He's probably still going to drop a 50 to 55 anyway. Did you see so, that um, video on socials where... Yeah, he kicked it onto a fucking uh, a penny. It was ridiculous. Through, through like a window, like a, yep. a ledge or something. It was like a, a half a meter wide. Yeah. Fucking bullshit. Fucking bullshit. He has, he has got the ball on a string at the moment. <sighs> Mate, like, honestly, one of the best kickers ever. Ever. Super, super, super underrated, his kicking game. One of the best kickers ever. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah, th- those are the sits. From a captaincy perspective, I'd just avoid the middle forwards um, just because I, I really do expect this one to spread to the edges. And we're going to see a similar sort of game um, from a Supercoach perspective as we saw with the Storm and Titans where there was almost no middles because the game just spread to the edges so quickly. Um, so it's late in the round, so VC options would be difficult, but um, good ones would be Cobbo, Walsh, um, Ezra Mam, um, and maybe maybe a Farnsworth as well. Um, I'd, I'd avoid the captaincy in this one. Um, the Tigers haven't considered too much up the middle, so Haas and Carrigan, like I said before, they're, they're, they're probably off the table. Yeah, for sure. If I was going to gun to my head, if I was going to pick one captain, Reese Walsh. Yeah, I mean, he's he's shown he's been the most likely in all games. So, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, talking about uh, pickups or trade options or anything like that, obviously you talked about Jesse Arthur's being a nice plug and play. Uh, yeah. Broncos do have a, a tasty run in the next few games as well, so he's not bad. Yeah. Um, Tigers, I'm, I'm sticking to my rule. If it's got a little picture of a tiger next to their name, I'm not into it. Um I've got two Tigers. I'm not happy with that. <laughs> you, you probably have the two best Tigers, though. I, I do have the two best Tigers, but still, I'm not happy with that. <laughs> uh, other than that, there's not much to talk about here with these two. No, um, no, let's move on. Yep. Sunday, 4.05 p.m., Sharks v. Oh, Warriors. No, I, I'm low-key very excited for this game. I'm just like Sharks is just excited. a good footy team to watch at the moment. The Warriors are looking good as well. Oh, that's what I mean. The both sides of the mm. ball are going to be great. Yeah, uh, it's a points bet stadium, so eighty percent. It's going to be wet here, which is fucking danger signs for Warriors because we know what mm, fucking wet, not wet, wet trackers, wet hair, Nico. What he does when his hair's wet, fucking look out. Just go. Just actually, just put the boots back in the bag. 
grab the free T-shirt and just head on back because it's going to be a tough game. It's something about <laughs> him when he's got his hair wet. It's fucking, it's on. He's a mud tracker. Yeah, he is. His mudder was a mudder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so up to eight millimeters there uh, with 80%. So she, yeah, she's going to be wet. Uh, if we look at the weaknesses and strengths. So Sharks, very weak on their left defense. Now, I have been talking about this in the Chase Losses podcast, the amount of tackles that's getting missed out there. So Talakai, Moylan, Teague Wilson, they're all missing bulk tackles at the moment. Uh, so it doesn't really bode well for the Warriors because they're more of a left-edge attacking team. Uh, but that is something to note. Warriors are weak down their right. But it's not obvious. They are conceding points mm-hmm. on both sides yeah. of the field. So really, for me, it's wherever the, the Sharks decide to attack and with Nico in the side, uh, he plays both sides of the ruck. So they can attack equally as well on both sides of the ruck. It just, wherever the space is, is, is what they're going to do. I kind of like the right attack, though. I do like the way that Ramian's playing, uh, Nicola's playing, and Katoa. Nicola has been playing some, running mm. some awesome lines. Mm. Like, honestly, very good. He's, he's noted as one of the best line runners in the game, yep. but oh my Loves God, he's line. been getting some great, great options. Loves a line. Um, Don't we? Sort of like you on a big weekend. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I did like that right edge. Um, fuck, I mean. Like I said, it's going to be very interesting. This is a great test for the Warriors because they have been very staunch in defense. Um, and if they can if they can suck the, the, the Sharks into playing more of a physical game in the middle, in the wet, and keep them from spreading it from side to side oh, and being a really expansive yeah. team, they really do have a chance in this one, the Warriors, and if they make Webster's, it an Webster's a smart cookie. Like He's, mm. he's probably thinking uh, like that's where they do- they can be dominant and they can gr- – get them into real arm wrestle and that's where i think that they can definitely um at least make it a, a low scoring and, and tough tough game yeah hopefully so who harris okay. is good to go here because yeah. um he'll be the difference i think fuck they need him fuck they mm. need him he's just too good do you know what i mean yeah absolutely his work rates work rates are amazing he offers offers a lot in in attacking um sprays as well like he, he loves to get a bit of an offload going at times and can take on the line a bit too. Also for my classic team because I just brought him in last week. <laughs> Harsh. Yeah. Um, I think Jackson Ford is is definitely one as a bit of a pickup. Um, not necessarily for the matchup, but I think he's just got season long value. Um, base, just so to- base heavy for yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like so I don't good. think you're going to see the dizzy heights of some of these, you know, high octane attacking edge back rowers, but you're going to get fantastic base, like 72 on the weekend without any attacking stats is Isaiah Papali'i-like. Yeah, he's um he's definitely Isaiah Papali'i without the upside um, of seasons gone by. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all about him. And, yeah, I can't believe the Dragons just didn't get into his potential. Idiots. Idiots. Um, so, top matchups. So, obviously, Nico Hines is a top matchup. But Mulatalo, pretty much the, the entire back line for the, um, the Sharkies. So, Sitalakai, Siona Katoa. Um, but on the other side of the ball, we've got SJ um, Tohu, if he's at lock. Tobago, if he, if he fills in at lock. And um, also Montoya. Um, Marcelo Montoya has a really good matchup as well on that right. Right. Uh, he's left winger. 
Left wing, yeah. Yep. So um, obviously been scoring a bunch of tries down that that corridor. So definitely one to keep an eye on. If he's available in threes, might be worth a bit of a plug and play. It's a difficult side though. Um, I do, I will say this though, uh, you you'll have Ronald Volkman out there on the left. It won't be tomorrow, Martin. He has been scoring mm-hmm. a lot of tries because Martin has been killing it. Yeah, Martin Martin has played really well. Yeah. Um. So sits. I'd be I'd be sitting the Sharks props in this one. Like like we were saying, it is going to go from edge to edge for the Sharks' attack. So I just don't see this one um, going too well for the middles. So that includes Finnegan and, and McInnes. Um, the matchups don't bode well for Nikora or Jackson Ford in this one. But I, I do feel like there is going to be points to be had for both of them regardless. And um, yeah, it might be one to sit Blake Braley if you've got an option. But um, yeah, most most likely you'll be picking and sticking with him. Who's averaging more at the moment, Blake Bradley or Jaden Bradley? Uh, that's a very good question. I'll just have a quick gander. Um, I don't think either of them are setting the world alight, if I'm honest. So while you're doing that, I'll just keep dribbling on about this. Uh, so any pickups here? I mean, Viliami Valea on the left there, he's been really good. Only played two games this season. Looks very strong. Um, they'd love to use him early. Close to the line, sexy as fuck. Uh, other than that, on the side of the Sharks, there's not really much to be had there. A lot of these guys are going to already be being picked up because, yeah, it's the Cronulla Sharks. Yeah. Uh, but that's about it for so, this one. Cir- circling back to the Braley versus Braley. Um, so, obviously, we, they, they, had the, they had the head knock for um, Jaden Braley. So, he's obviously um, really down at the moment. I think he, he scored like a, a five or a 10 or something. Mm. So he's, his average is down at 36, only playing the three games. Blake is up at 54. So he's he's right around where we're expecting him to be. A little bit down, to be honest, for me. Yeah, I was I hoping, had, hoping, hoping, hoping upwards of um, of 60-odd, but yeah. Although Hines hasn't been in the side either. No, exactly, yeah. Mm, interesting, interesting. Um, all right, let's get into the last game of the round. Six fifteen PM. I hate this. I hate this time slot. Six fifteen PM. It's, on it needs a to be a four. It needs to be a four PM game. They need to start yep. these games at two. One hundred percent. Can't like it's not made for the um, the spectators at all. It's purely made. Yep. I never for- watch these six fifteen because there's too much going on. You know, everyone that has kids knows this. You know, at six o'clock, it's mayhem. You're bathing, you're bedding, you're getting ready, you're cooking. It's just fucked. Um, but yeah, dogs v cows at Acor uh, again. Wet one. 80% chance of rain, up to 8 millimetres. So, yeah, it could be a little bit of a disgusting game here. Cowboys just keep getting hit with suspensions and injuries. Not looking good. Um, but if we look at the weaknesses of both sides, you would say that the dogs' weaknesses pretty pretty even at the moment. I know that left edges have been scoring quite well against them in recent times. Uh, the cow's right edge has just been horrid. Fucking mm. horrid. We saw in the weekend with the Titans, pretty much everyone on that lo- that left edge for the Titans went well. Went really yeah. well, actually. So I, I like the dog's left attack. Um, that's looking pretty sexy out there with, you know, Kikau, Burton, Alamotti and Fox. I think they're all in for a big game here. Uh, for the Cowboys side of things, it all comes down to Val Holmes. He's got a really good matchup this this game. But not only that, just with the matchups. So he's going to be a, the left center. He's going to be running straight at Jack 
Jake Avarillo, who has missed more tackles than any Bulldog. And that's including hooker, front rows, locks, everyone. He's missed more tackles than any other Bulldog. So Val Holmes is up for a really fucking big game. Not only that, there's no one in the side that they can really lean on for attacking flair. So they're going to be giving him a lot of ball. So, yeah, yeah. left edge well, for the Bulldogs especially with, especially with Yeah, especially with Drinky out and Torlangi um, missing. Mm. They're going to be leaning heavily on Val Holmes on that yeah. edge because um, I mean Hiku Hiku's back and Felt's obviously in the team, but like they they've steered clear from that side. Yep. Yeah, no, Val Holmes, big game from him. Um, mm. Top matchups, bro. Talk to me. So top top matchups. We've actually got a couple of the top matchups. So we've got um, a, a perfect storm of a bottom two defensive um, team versus a top six attacking team for this specific position for Addo Carr and mm. for Val Holmes. So there's your two ATSs. Two right ATSs there. in this one. Let's Absolutely. Go. So Val Holmes loving that as an idea. Um, Matty Burton has a good matchup. Maxi King has a good matchup as well. Um, Sutton has a good matchup on um, as well as King, but I would not be looking at him. Um, Tommy Dearden has a really good matchup. Um uh, Brendan Elliott has a good matchup, but um, I don't really trust his output. Um, Billy Kicks has a really good matchup, as does Marnie. Um, so, bro, circling back to Max King, I looked at this earlier today. Have you seen the scores he's been putting up? He's been pumping out some bro, serious, serious scores 52, now. 65, like 67, 72. 72. Yep. Eh, unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. We um we definitely underplayed his value at the start of the season. I mean, obviously, I think we I think we had him in the twenties. I know, but obviously, Luke Thompson, no TPJ. Like it has all. That's so true. That's so true. It has all worked out in his favor for him to have big minutes and a great output. But yeah, just the points. I looked at his points and I was like, "Fuck, this cunt is killing." He's like one Mm. of the premium front row forwards right now. No, he he is because all of them have been underperforming. Yeah, like a motherfucker. Um, so sits sits in this one is um Tom Alolo, so he's obviously underperformed this season as well. Speaking of underperforming, uh, speaking of underperforming, uh, for Taylor Mariner, uh, he's another sit. Preston, uh, Robson, uh, Townsend, and Felt are all statistical sits in this one. Um, it's a late round, so captaincy options only. Um, Obviously, Val Holmes has the pedigree, has the epic matchup for a big score. If you're really chasing, um, maybe an Addo car. Um, but Max King? That he, Maxi King. Maxi King would be a pretty staunch. He's, um, equal, he's equal with Toe Harris in both points scored and average. Well, there you go. I mean, That's that, crazy. That, yeah. Captain. So Let's go back. I think like a um, a really um, like yeah another odd option might be like a Jacob Carraz, so that they could be um, changing the point of attack and maybe going down that right edge. And look, Carraz has, has such a good base that you're not really going to get too much of a falter in his scores. Yeah, for sure. Now I love. Um, I'm big on Fox into Valentine Holmes. That is a nice little mm. uh, sneaky preview for my best bet in the Chase Losses podcast. Just a tip, just for a second, Hello. just to see Hello. how it feels. Uh, by the way, I'm coming off a winning week. I'm back. I was going to say you. Um, you, you finally found your way to a win. I'm back. That's ba- awesome. I'm back, baby. Twenty units. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I told you I'd get there. 
Whatever, not a big deal. It, it, only, took you a few, it only took you a few rounds. You know what it's like. Got to wait for the stats to start warming up, baby. Once yeah, the starts, once true. that stat machine starts going, woohoo, let's go. <laughs> let's make some money. All right, let's get into the happy ending. You want happy ending? I got a building. Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small child. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Fuck, yeah. So plenty yeah. to fucking finish up here. You probably already finished yourself off with all the stats that we've been throwing at you. You've probably just already prematurely sorted yourself out. But um, <laughs> if not, if not, we're going to help you out anyway. So what I'm going to do here, I'm going I'm to switch it up a little bit. Now that the stat sheets are up and fucking humming, uh, and we said, you know, round round four, it's going to be it's going to be pretty sexy. So we've got a stat sheet that will be available maybe tomorrow, Wook. Yeah, yeah, I actually forgot to, to put it up with the um, the bulk upload on Monday. So yeah, we'll put it we'll put it up tomorrow. It's new content that we haven't released yet. So it's very it's sexy, guys. Just um, just going to give everyone a bit of an indication of rankings and rankings of matchups for That's specific it. positions. So pretty much, obviously, with the the rub down stats matrix is all about predicting how guys are going to score in relation to how other teams are defending that position, right? And then Wooker's worked it out and he's put his little, he's plugged himself in the matrix and he's come up with ranked sheets. So for each position and not just each position, each position and their relation to where they are on the field. So left to RF, right to RF, left wing, right wing, left center, right center. And he, he actually is giving you a rank from one to most of the sheets are one to well one to sixteen. Well, for the it, teams. it ranks it ranks all the teams that are currently guys. The, he's ranked he's them all. all. The he's fucking ranked them every all. Single, every single the every cunt's single gone position. ahead and he's ranked them all for you. Okay, so what we're going to do here <laughs> is we're going to give you a little tease. Uh, we're going to go through each position, give you the top two or top three statistical plays, and if you want the rest, you know what you're going to have to fucking get on the Patreon. You have to look for yourself. So first up, we have the left to RF uh, when we've got Connolly Lemelu. Coming up against the Dragons, they're conceding 68 points to that position. Yum, yum, yum. He's got the top, top uh, play there. Kurt Capewell is number two up against the Tigers, conceding 71 points to that position. Uh, if we move on down the list, right to RF, like we said earlier, Walker had a big plug for Nat Butcher coming up against the Eels, conceding mm. 81 points to that fucking position. Zach Hosking has a really good matchup. The Raiders conceding 61 points to that position. And when you what you'll find out with these sheets is it takes into consideration how much points uh, that per, that player is averaging and then how many points that team is giving up to that position. So it's sort of like an average out, isn't it, bro? Yeah, so it's a it's an average of the attack and defense. Yep. So it really does help to um to Rank it, rank out like who's who's got the better matchup. This shit is sexy, guys. Uh, for locks, we've got Jermaine Hopgood up against the Roosters, conceding 61, oh, love point, to that. 61 love points. To that. Tohu Harris, if he's healthy, Sharks conceding mm. 68 points to that position. But if he's not, we'll go Cam Murray up against the Storm, conceding 72 points to that position. Fuck Cam Murray, Oof. get in me. Oh, all I'll get in you. 
<laughs> Front row forwards, uh, we've got AFB up against the Sharks conceding 59 points to front row forwards on average. And here we go, Max King up against the Cowboys conceding 68 points to front row forwards. Woo, Maxi. The more I talk about Max King, the more I'm getting harder and harder. I'm, I need to get up a try. I need him in my side, to be honest. Um Left halves, we've got Tyson Gamble, Manly, conceding 62 p- points to the left halves. Dylan Brown, really good matchup. Roosters conceding only 50 points, but because Dylan Brown is averaging 68, that bumps his little matchup up again. Ezra Mam, Tigers conceding 62% to left halves. Really good matchup. Mm, yeah. Uh, right halves, Heinze, Warriors conceding only 51%. Points to... They've been pretty staunch in defense, haven't they? Right halves, but because Hines is averaging 92 at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, well, that... that And it, uh, when we're talking about the scoring average, it's the scoring average of the team in that position. Yep. So not necessarily Hinesy. The yeah. interesting one is SJ, who's averaging 66 coming up against the Sharks, who are averaging 75 points to his position. Yeah. I mean... SJ's been playing out of his skin this season, so it's definitely one to um, to, to look closely at. Yep. Uh, Hooker, Starling's got a good matchup, but it's not really viable there because no, uh, no. of the minutes. Harry Grant's got a really good matchup, obviously averaging 79 points at the moment. Bunny's giving up 64, 64 points to Hooker's. Jame uh, Kay. Averaging 64, Dragons giving up 73 points to hookers. A couple of good matchups there for the hooking spot. Fullbacks, Teddy. This is the big one. Eels giving up 92 points to fullbacks. And and they've done it so many many times. That's big. Reese Walsh, Tigers giving up uh, 63 points. And... We'll get into the CTWs. We've got left wing. Uh, so the Fox, Cowboys giving up a whopping 85 points to left wings. Ruben Garrick, Knights giving up 51 points to left wings. Get into right wing, Jacob Karaz. Uh, we've got Jermaine Asako, Brian To'o. I'm going to start smashing through these because there's a few of them. Left center. Oh, yeah, baby. Val Holmes, Bulldogs giving up 64 points to left centers. We love that. It's the, it's the perfect storm. You, you very rarely get uh, like a center, con- like conceding to the center of a, of above 60 points. It's yep. yeah, That's huge. And then here we go, right center, Campbell Graham. Storm giving up 69 points to right centers. Fuck, we love what? that. Actually, the Dragons conceding 76 points on average. To right centers, that's and that's um you and Aitken. So fucking hell, that's a matchup and a half. So there you go, guys. That is the weekly positional matchups ranks. So if you get on the Patreon, you'll get onto this post and these sheets, and you'll be able to go through the sheets with your team and see exactly where their matchup is. So you might be like, oh, fuck, you know, this, this I've got Conor Lemelou, he's got a great matchup, um, but, oh, shit, I've got Egan Butcher, who's got the second worst matchup. So all of a sudden, you're getting a really good look at your starts and sits, but also who you're going to captain, who you're going to vice-captain, and that ties in well to the captaincy selector which will be available later on in the year how, how many weeks away do you reckon we're away from the captaincy selector 
Um, I want to test it out for another few rounds just to um, just to make sure that um, yeah, it, it's it it's working. Yeah. So probably probably give it another three three rounds because yep. it, it will take a little bit more to be confident in it. Love it. So we're also running an ATS predictor. So it's just one sheet and it gives you a list of uh, try scorers and the percentage of what we think they have a chance of scoring. And at the moment, the top five, so we look at the top five uh, specifically. So in round three, we hit at 60% and in round four, we hit at 80%. So it's looking good so far. Yeah, so the, the the best best five that we've got for this round are Hammer, Will Kennedy, Herbie Farmworth, Dubain Asako, and Tommy Turbo. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, we, we hit four last week, so four out of five. So we're quite happy with that. I love it, bro. Fuck these stats. Mm, I love it. The, the the sheets that we were just looking at then, that's just your no brainer. Like if obviously there's fucking sheets up to Wazoo on the Patreon that you can dive deeper in, but that is just your dummy sheets. You just want to look at who who's ranked up on what round. Round five's coming up. Where's my guys ranked? Where's the guys on the waiver ranked? Where's the guys in free agent ranks? They're the dummy sheets. Yeah, exactly. Love it. I love it, bro. I love it. All right, let's get into the top starts and sits for round five. Starts, Teddy. Nat Butcher, Campbell Graham, Cam Murray, Tyson Gamble, Connie Lemilu, Ewan Aiken, Selwyn Cobbo, Fox, Val Holmes, Sits, Lachlan Ilias, Cam Munster, Olakawatu, Adam Dewey, Isaiah Papali'i, Reese Robson, Jacob Preston, Viliami Valea, Jerome Luai, Maker Sivo. Now, I just want to do an explanation with these starts and sits as well because I do post this up on Instagram and I had one guy come to me and say, oh, fuck, there's no way I'm sitting Cam Murray this week. All the middles are out. You're fucking off your head. That's um, paraphrasing, but um, it was something like, it was something like that. Um, and I was like, oh, Chief, just fucking cool the Jets. It's like it's a statistical look at guys that have a tough matchup. So guys like Cam Munster who are in sits, I'm not saying you take Cam Munster out of your side. Obviously, you're not going to do that. But maybe second-guess vice-captaining him. Maybe second-guess captaining him. And what happened the weekend with Cam Murray? He scored 58. So we're actually bang on. So if you're yep. thinking about fucking captaining Cam Murray because all oh, the fucking four, all the middles are out, he's going to play 80 and he's fucking, oh, he'll be he's scoring... No, well, you wouldn't have done it because you listened to us. He scored 58 and you've gotten away with it. Yes, you played him because he's Cam Murray. Are you morphing into fucking Daryl East Lane? (laughs) (laughs) I just like, bro, you're not understanding us. I'm not saying bench fucking Cam Murray. Just don't captain him. Yeah, so I when you people people are taking the um the term start and sit yeah. too too literal. Yeah, I I probably need to do a better explanation in the comments, but no no one read, reads the comments anyway, the no, explanation. No. So it's fucking futile regardless. <laughs> uh, top four VC options: Teddy. I like Dylan Edwards. No, Nathan Cleary, obviously, but I do like Dylan Edwards with the Raiders conceding seventy four points to fullbacks. Campbell Graham. Yeah. Turbo, because it's Turbo. Garrick, I love that as well, coming up against Marzu. Captaincy options, love Walsh, love Hines, love Val, Val Holmes as well. Anyone else you want to add in there? 
No, I think you, you nailed it on the head with um with Turbo Turbo because it's Turbo, but I, I do think that Garrick is is going to be a huge beneficiary in that one. Um, I think Teddy has a, has a real chance of top scoring. Like it, it's it's it, he hasn't really um, performed that well this season, but like how the Eels have been conceding to fullbacks, it's um it's definitely one that he could come through in the close in a close one. Yep, I love it. I love it. All right. What do we got now? We've got got our round five draft. Oh, here we go. I need to. I need to. I need to get this open. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So let, let's go. Let's go through who our top scorers were last round. Yeah. I um I I took a took a bit of a punt on um on a a Nicholas um Hyens and oh, yeah, um, that's him. He, I've um, never heard of her. Is, is she going yeah. all right? <laughs> Let's just say that um, he scored better than double of any of my other players. So, Mate, yes, he went bloody well. Apart, apart from Jack Bird, you fucking nailed everyone. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I went for the full statistical one. Didn't um, didn't prepare for him getting benched at the start of the game. So that really hurt me a bit. Um, they obviously played a bit of switcheroo pre, um, pre-game. So... That fucked me over. Um, your Ellie Katoa one was pretty pretty good. But, yeah, I, I had a really good round. Yeah, I, I think I did all right with except, my captaincy. Or actually, except for, except for Grant as captain. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. I was happy so, with my captaincy, but, yeah, no one's coming back from Hines. I mean, everyone in the draft realm who came up against Hines this week, yeah, suffered an L. Absolutely getting punted. All right, let's get into it. Is my pick for, first, is it? That is correct. Tedesco. Tedesco. Yeah, well, that was that was always going to happen, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. All right, Teddy. Um, I am going to go. Um, well, you can't pick Holmes, can you? So I'll leave him to last. I will go Natty Butcher. Yeah, nice, nice. And you'll see, guys, now that the stats are really humming. This draft is going to be more stat base rather than it's just picking the best guys. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like we're trying exactly. to give you a really good um look at who we like. Okay, well I don't need to do CTW because I know who you're gonna take there. Oh what am I gonna go here? I'm gonna go Well I don't need to do half back because you can't take Hines again. Oh, t- tell me, who, who are you going to take, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go... Oh, let me take JMK at hooker. <laughs> oh, you read my mind, you prick. Okay. <laughs> I do um, like the matchup. I, I am going to I'm going to go for royalty. I am going to go for Maxi King. Oh, yes, you've stolen that. Yeah, good one. Good one, good one, good one. At 5'8", I'm going to take... I'm going to take... Fuck, I'm going to take it. Fuck. Uh... Oh, no, you can't. I'm going to take Maddie Burton up against the Cows, who are conceding 64 points to left halves. Let's go that, Maddie Burton. 
Um, okay. Um, all right. Uh, um, ouch. That actually, uh, that was, that was not what I wanted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was my next fucking pick, you prick. Uh, uh, well, the next picks for me are all, um, like, we're, we're into the easy ones. So I'll just go turbo at the back. Yeah, nice. As as my... No, not as my captain. I'll go Garrick in CTW. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Holmes as captain. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Your pick. Hmm? Your pick. Who'd you go? Garrick at CTW. Yeah, and I said I'm going to go Holmes as captain. Yeah, no, I, we've still got plenty to pick, haven't we? Positions. I'll pick. Oh, my, okay. I'll pick my uh, captain at the end. Oh right, right. Um, I'm going to go Marnie. Yeah, that's good. Good pick. Uh, I'll go. What's that guy's name? Nicole. Nicolas. Nicolas. <laughs> Hain. Hains. Hains. Yeah, yeah. At halfback, yeah. thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am going to go uh, Nathan Cleary. Yeah, nice. Uh, I at half back. I am gonna go. Let me have a look here. Four edge back rowers, or oh, well, two RFs actually. I'm going to go Cam Murray with a storm conceding 72 p- points to, to locks. Let's go that. Cam Murray. I like it. He does have a good matchup this week. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to go for the matchup as well. I'm going to go Tommy Dearden. Nice. Nice. As my 5-8. Now, you just have a front row forward to pick. Front row forward. Let's, go. Let's have a look at the matchups. What are you looking at here? Max King, what a fucking pick. Yeah, it was always going to happen. Mm. Um, let me go Aiden for Neil Blake. AFB, he's got a fantastic matchup this yep. week. Yep. Yep. All right, so um, I have picked Hooker, Marnie, front row forward, Max King, 2RF, Nat Butcher, halfback, Cleary, 5'8", Tommy Dearden, CTW, I've got Holmes as my captain. Um, he has one of the best matchups this round. Uh, at my fullback, I've got Tommy Turbo. Natty, you have JMK as your hooker. Front row forward, you've got Aiden Fenua-Blake. 2RF, you've got Cam Murray. Halfback, you've got a Nico Hines. 5'8", you've got Matty Burton, who I think is going to have a really good round. CTW, you've got Garrick and fullback, you have Teddy. And I will captain that um, Nicola Hines. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm chasing points here, but fuck it. Mate, imagine if I'd have captained um, Nico last week. It would have just been all over Red Rover. Let's let's just start it all over again. Close the gates. All right. Give me your big balls call of the round from your team. Um. Out of my team yep. that I just announced, yep. um, I my big balls call. I think Natty Butcher will top the ton. Like it, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it can it can easily um, cross the pine. 
uh, across the line once or twice. I am going to be backing Ruben Garrick to score a double. Two more, which will yep, probably and I, and, put and him I, over a ton. And I hope Turbo feeds him those balls. Well, no one else is going to out there. So it's gonna, <laughs> it will be him. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get into it is round five, so it is bet time. So mandatory bets in the Lovers League and the Listener League. So round five is try time. So if you're listening along and you want to try out this bet, by all means, this is how it works. Team with the highest try tally wins. So that's counting up all the tries that your team has scored. The prize is the loser's highest try scorer for that round. If there are multiple players on the same try tally, so say that you know your players all scored just single tries, right? No one scored yeah. a double. They're all on one try apiece. Then the tiebreaker is what supercoach points they, they scored. So the highest supercoach score out of the try scorers is the prize player and that's who you win it's a good mm. one it's and Wook and i were talking about this earlier it's a danger moment for people that are happy with their ctws like Wook and i are we love our ctws yeah. <laughs> and lot. you're a sitting duck at the moment because anyone can score tries sometimes it's fucking roll the dice it's luck um but it does sort of promote a lot of movement on the waiver because guys are picking up Players like Brendan Elliott, Jesse Arthurs, guys that have got good statistical matchups to score tries, and they're bringing them into their sides just for this round, which is opening up the door for guys that they've dropped onto free agents and waivers. So a lot of fluidity uh, with players moving in and out of teams, which is why we have mandatory bets. So really good one, this one. Fluidity. That's a that's a big word for you, mate. mate you, did you did, did your missus buy you a thesaurus or something? My missus is an English teacher, so some of it does rub off. Oh wow! And I, I am four be, four beers deep, so <laughs> maybe I, maybe I get my vo- vocabulary gets uh, better, and I can articulate things a little bit better the drunker I get. I think I think it, I think it actually happens. <laughs> I've started to hit on the hit on the, the port that's in the in the drawer here. You're going the other way. I'm going the other way. I'm just getting more in, more and more incoherent. Oh, I love it. All right, let's get into some questions. Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? I'm Ron Burgundy. Now, as I alluded to earlier in the podcast, questions will only come from the Patreon henceforth. So Wooker has got on there and picked the best questions from Patreon for us to dive deep into. Let's get into it, bro. All right, mate. So uh, John T has said uh, one of my many leaves left Hooker late. Um, what what do I do? Um, and I think we've touched on this a number mm. of times and you, you don't be afraid to AE that position. Um, sometimes it's not worth blowing apart your team that you've spent a, a, a full draft pulling together um, just to fill a position with someone like a Lachlan Croker or someone like that that you'll probably have to spend a, a lot to get that you're not really going to get much of a return on. But what are your thoughts, Nanny? It, it really isn't a great position this year. I mean, you've got Harry Grant obviously averaging 79 points. He's been uh, above and beyond the best hooker in the game. Reed Marnie sitting at 66 average, but he's been overs. Uh, so far, and we've seen him sort of plummet back to earth from that 88 average that he had coming in at uh, round three. So, and like Wade Egan, 86, you know, Tom Starling, 63. 
Hooker's just fucked. In, in yeah. all honesty, if you are not the Harry Grant owner, don't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, what, one, of, one of the other things that Jonty said in a separate um, thing is um, he's got Sonny Luke. And he's just worried about the minutes and all that. I, I really do think that the minutes will come for Sonny. Um, mm. the, the issue is in the interim, you, you're going to be getting dumped to a, a couple of twenties here and there. And if you can't, if you can't really hold that, then yeah, it's um, it, it's a tough one to um, tough position to be in. And you might need to look at um, either dropping Sonny. Um, and just actually AEing the position, which is dangerous if you've got injuries elsewhere in the in the team. But yeah, um, it's just a fuck position. Like Reese Robson's dropping forties, yeah. the Brailies mm. are dropping forties. Do you know what I mean? Like, ugh, yeah, for gross. sure. All right, uh, Jakey's asked a, an interesting question, and I'd like your take on it. Um, who are your top five untradeable players if you owned them? I, I think two two that stand stand up. I don't think anyone's untradeable, um, but guys that I personally probably wouldn't consider trading would be Nico Hines if I owned him. Yep. Uh, Nathan Cleary. Yep. If I owned him. Uh, Tommy Turbo. Yep. Um, I, I, I'm I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel now. There's there's not too many others. So like a, a Latrell, I would definitely consider trading. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the, and I'm just thinking spitballing out of the top, um, top ten. Maybe so Harry, Ted, maybe Teddy, Teddy. I would. Maybe Harry Grant. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. trade. But I think from from my perspective, it's less about Supercoach output and more about just the the vibe from him. I, yeah. I'd, I'd prefer to have him on my team than not. Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's. They're really. I, we're we're in a bit of a trading league, um, and obviously a betting league as well. So. We don't get Greg Marzu. To- I'm not giving him up. <laughs> Cotter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carrigan. So I, yeah. So I, I think there's there's a number of players that it's not necessarily like the top top tier players. They're like vi- Ruben Garrick. For me, actually, for me it's for me it's more vibe players. Ruben that, Ga- um, Ruben Garrick might be up there. Yeah. Yeah. As well, untradeable. For me, for me, at the moment, um, as much as my head's saying trade Hopgood, get value. He's been so good, and um, I didn't really spend much to get him. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough one. It is a real, it is a real tough one. I'll, I'll, um, I'd put I'd put Garrick up there. He's gone 110, 82, 71 to start yeah. the season. He's and look, his his output has been like scintillating. So, yeah, um, I'd back back that in for sure. So there's four. We'll give you four. Yeah, we'll give you four. I just don't think that there's that many untradeable players. Um, but yeah. So Tyler's asked, uh, I want to start making trades. What are some buy low, sell high targets? So coming soon, bro. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, send something across onto the Patreon tomorrow. Um, so it'll be flip and fetch as. Oh, I might even do it tonight. I, I'm not sure. Um, it'll be flip and fetch and um, and some of the strength of schedule uh, just with the information that we've got to date, which is obviously the four round average from the first four rounds. Um, and then as as we go through each of the rounds, I'll, I'll update the flip and fetch. There'll be some minor changes to it just based on team how the, um, the opposition teams are performing defensively. And then we'll just see how that how that adjusts. So you can really start to plan your trades and it's not just for draft it's also for uh classic yep um 
Benny has asked us, who are some of your sneaky pickups that will get um, jewels come round six? So realistically, there's only three um, players that are expected to get jewel come round six. That's Connolly Limalu, uh, Sebastian Chris, and um, the guy who just got injured at the doggies. Um, he's been playing, he was playing a little Mano lot. Brown. The man of Brown. So... It's only those three um, guys who are who are looking if they keep um, playing, get uh, starting in the, in the positions that they're getting. Guys like Dewey, we're not expecting to get him to get it round six. He'll actually get it round twelve. Um, it's a, it's a watch watch and wait um, on some of those other players as well because we, we've got like Starling who's been playing a bit through the the middle at times. You've got. Um, Obviously, cheese plays through the middle a fair bit as well. So yeah, there's a, there's a number of watch um, guys to watch. But yeah, I might just put a put a list together um, just in uh, as a comment to this this one specifically. Tommy Tommy has asked um, oh the same question. Uh, Bobby has asked um, so what is a realistic trade you would accept if you had Heinz if you had to. So obviously he's been hit massively hard by injuries. And look, if you're gonna if if there's one time you want to be trading Hines, it's off a 180 score. Mm. Um, but realistically, it the the trade would have to include Nathan Cleary. Yeah. Or or like two or three of the top twenty players. Yeah, it, it it's a yeah, it's definitely it would a have two to be, it would one. have it would have to be a very 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 um that might very be crazy trade that might be Bobby from the uh, listener league. No, no, no. Um, no. Oh, I, I'm not sure. Bob Jane, Bob Jane, Bob Jane Seymour. Um, yeah. So I look uh, it, for me, it would have to be a trade including um, Cleary because yeah. Uh, cause, yeah you, the upside, and if you're in a captain's league, especially, I'd find it really hard to um, to get. If you're not in, if you're not in a captain's league, though, that's where I would be considering options. I love for, for I trading. love where the heads at. Like yeah. I love people thinking about trading the untradeable. Head on a swivel, love yeah, it, love it. Yeah, um, <laughs> Alex has got a good one. So Targo or Tardago? Yeah, <laughs> he'll be right. He'll come. Um, look, I, I just feel like the whole of the Panthers have underperformed from mm. an attacking stance. Um, the points will come. You just have to believe believe in the system. They 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 haven't forgotten how to play how to be a top tier team. They've been there or thereabouts in each of the games that they've lost, and like they've been low scoring affairs. It's going to click at some point. So, yeah, I, I just trust the process, mate. Trust the process. His base has been good. Like, he is getting um, stuck in, obviously, with his yeah. work rate. He's just not getting that those upside play. It's probably due to Jerome Luai playing so shit, to be honest. <laughs> Who would have thought that? Yeah, oh, I know. I, yeah, fuck. Uh, Callum, Callum's come out and asked, um, who to bench out of Marju? No, you play him. Um, Meany, I reckon you play him. Um, Targo? I'd probably bench him. Um, Herbie Farnworth, you've got to be playing him. Sexy matchup this week. And Connolly Lemelu. Um, look, I'd be I'd be benching Tongo personally this week. Yeah, I think so. 
But the, the matchup for Meany, nice, he has nice mentioned. Nice CTWs, fuck. Yeah, it is, eh? Very sexy. And especially with a bit of dual flexibility coming up for Lemelu and having the um, uh, the Meany dual as well. That's very, very handy. Mm. Um, he, did, he does mention about Meany's matchup um, against the Bunnies being not great. Um, but I do think the goal kicking is something that will get him across the line from a... Um, in comparison to Tungo. Also, he's so. been really strong, Nick Man. He's making like a, over 150 metres a game, running metres. Like, he has got a, a decent base. He's been fucking putting mm. in Nick Manny, so... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Uh, so, Anthony's asked, do you hold Ponga? And I think if you've got... if you, Everyone will have worse issues to deal with than holding Ponga on your bench. We don't know when he's going to come back. Um, I would assume that based on the rehab process that they're going through, like getting him checked out in Canada and all that sort of stuff, he's not going to be back in a couple of weeks. Not in a hurry, no. It's probably going to be six weeks from from now. Depends what your your team Um, makeup is as well. Do you know what I mean? Like if you've got the space, of course, keep him. But like if you're in a league like us where you've got a 14-player set up and you've got four on the bench, uh, you you literally just cannot keep him. No, um, no, exactly. You, you don't you're have just the flexibility to do that. No. Yeah. So I, I personally I'd hold, but yeah, it all depends on the team makeup. Yep. Um, so we had a question about the waivers. So I've, I've mentioned, I've answered that already. Jason's asks, uh, where to, where to start? So Uh-oh. Hughes, Hughes and White and suspended. Uh-oh. Um, Lane, Brimo, Lodge, Tulagi, injured. Oh. No, no, foe. Boyd, Fafita, Potoeka, bye. We'll cop the loss this week. Best fullback or CTW dual pickup? <sighs> um, oh, mate, you, you are in some Barney yeah, rubble, my friend. I mean, Jaden Campbell. For a short-term yeah, yeah, play yeah. in the next couple of weeks, I mean, the Titans obviously have the buy this week, but it doesn't matter. You're going to lose this week anyway, so who cares? Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, the Titans play the Dragons in round six, uh, which is not a bad match up there. They play the Broncos in round seven, gets a little bit harder, but then the Dolphins in round eight. Uh, so there's your three rounds with Brimo out of the side with that hamstring. Other fullbacks, I mean, there's not a lot out there at the moment, to be honest. It's, it's really tough for fullbacks at the moment. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I mean, you'd be really scraping the bottle for um, bottom of the, the rung for a fullback CTW duel. Um, you'd only be looking at trade options, I think. Mm. Yeah. Tough. Fuck. It would have been a, it would have been a good one to try to get a, a trade across the line a few weeks ago for Lockie Miller, but uh, that ship has now. sailed mm-hmm. well and truly. Uh, Zach has asked, "Hey bro, hey bro, hey, um, bro. if if you're able to trade for Papali'i, and I'm guessing he's talking about Josh, uh, would you give up Jack DeBellin or Barnett or neither?" Um, What's he trying I to do? See, he's trying I to, he's trying to get Josh Papali. Yes. Oh, yeah. don't don't get Josh Papali. Oh, he might be talking about Isaiah. Oh, okay. Well, then yeah, yeah it'd make okay. more sense if if he was going for Isaiah. Yeah, and so who does he who does he want to try and give up? Uh, either Debellin or Barnett. Either one of them. Both of them. 
Even yeah. even both of them, it's, I, I still think that's not not a bad try, trade. Getting Isaiah Papali. Oh, so <laughs> no, he's he said in a, a subsequent post. Sorry, or Paulo. So Papali or Paulo for either Sutton, Barnett, or DeBellin. So it is Josh Papali. Yeah, it must be. Um. Nah. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be holding on to Barnett because he'll be Barnett and I like what he's got this week or next week. I like yeah. what he's got. I, I don't like Sutton. No, but, so I'd be um, getting rid of Sutton. But JDB and Barnett, it's fine. Yeah, both dual eligible. Lovely. JDB comes back next week. Sweet as a nut, cruising. Too easy. Um, so Duff drafts. Oh fuck! How good. Um, do we see more points coming from Isaac Thompson? Um, worth holding on to. It's um, yeah. There's, there's better uh, options out it, there. It, I think it, it's a, it's a, it's a very very firm punt. Yeah, yeah. I, I I can't can't stress enough. That's um, we gave him gave him the three date rule. Um, it just hasn't worked out just no. because Keon Kalamantangi and Campbell Graham have both been playing so well, and the ball just doesn't go past them. Yep. Yeah, Ilias uh, Ilias likes to square up defense and play really direct short. That's why Kalamatangi scoring so many points, and that's why mm, you know Gra- yeah. Graham's playing really well as well. He's not one of those out the yeah. back type players, Ilias. So the no. ball's just and not been, getting to him. And it's been set up like the runs have been set up so well by Kalamatangi and Campbell Graham that there hasn't been a need to get it, uh, another pass wider. Yeah. Um, okay. Next one is Cam McInnes a hold. In draft, ah uh, fuck! I really his paid minutes much. have been his minutes have been up to shit. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the rotation has been a bit up in the air with him and uh, Fanukan. It is going to be up and down all season. So look, it's yeah. Well, wow, I, I think Fanukan. Like the whole reason why we picked up Fanukan. Like we we spoke with um with physio uh, Brian. And our physio at the start of the season in the preseason spoke about like Cam McInnes, great option because Delphinukin's only a head knock or so away from spending a, a fair portion of time off the off the field. Who will jump into the lock spot? It's going to be McInnes. Um, until then, his output has been so up and down. Um, and, and the thing is. Edge back row, so two RFs. There's so much value out there. It's very deep. Like Cam, Cam McInnes, if you can get rid of him for Ford, for Hosking, for even Sewer, uh, I'd be doing that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, best hooker option out of. You like this? No, oh, here we go. S- <laughs> Sullivan, Penny, Jesus, or Croker. Jesus. I'll tell you what. Um, last season, Croker would have been absolutely killing that list. So, is, um, that, is that for long term or just this week? Uh, I would, I would say best hooker option long term. I think you'd you'd have to you'd have to say Lockie Croker has the best, um, yeah, the best long term prospects because yeah. I think Kenny Kenny will eventually get superseded by. Um, by Sonny Luke mm. at some point. Sullivan may or may not be replaced if he has a few bad games in a row by a moan. Mm. So, yeah, yeah let's I say Lockie Croker. I think Lockie Croker is the best one out. 
from an output perspective, I think they're all up to shit. So from a super coach perspective, but yeah, this season, I mean, mm. yeah, well, yeah, uh, that, that's a tough one. Cracker. Uh, Alex, Alex has asked us, so Ilias, the Chad, Milf, or Pezzet? All have horrible matchups, but uh, which one for this round? Ilias, the Chad, Milf, or Pezzet? Have to go Pezzet, the whiz kid. Yeah. Look, uh, he's he's been very, very impressive, passes the eye test and all that sort of jazz. But yeah, I, I, I couldn't get really go past him, to be fair. Yep. Especially in that list. Yeah, for sure. Um, Patrick has asked, uh, what are your thoughts on the Bash Brothers? Uh, Dylan Walker and Jazz Tavanga. Um, all look, oh, the, oh, sorry, the Bash Brothers are um, Dylan Walker and Jazz Tavanga. I, I hear Bash Brothers and I just think of the Bromwich Brothers. Yeah. Anyway. Um, both look good and okay base. Obviously, both are starting from the bench. Um, I think Jazz Tavanga out of those two is probably the better bet. Um, especially with uh, Toe Harris carrying an injury. He may have limited minutes, mm. and those minutes are going to get sucked up by Jastavanga. Um, so he would be the play this week. Um, Long term, I'm not like massively, um, not massive on either of those options, but um, they have had really good output, and they've, they both played well at parts. Um, Dylan Walker has had a fair few injuries, in, yeah, not injuries, um, errors in his game. Walker's been getting good minutes too. Like, yeah, he has. Um, just having a look at it now, he's gone last three games, 63 minutes, 57, 57. Oof. That's actually not bad, eh? It's fucking big minutes, man. He's also mm. a CTW 2RF dual eligible player. Um, yeah. That's a lot of minutes. That's heaps more than I thought. I mean, he's gone 34 points, 68 with a try assist and 45. So not great points, but this is a guy you can get off free agents, remember? So. Yeah. Well, I think both of them you'll be able to get off free agents. Mm. But yeah, um, Jazz, has, Jazz has had some pretty good output from the minutes he's had as well. Yep. So I, I'd personally go with Jazz to yeah, just think because so. of the, um, the, the injury cloud over yep. Tahu. And pedigree um, too. Jazz has just been a yeah. really good super coach scorer for a long time. Yeah, for sure. Um, and last one, we've got Graham asking. So Brown, a great short short term draw and playing round thirteen, or Munster, no round thirteen plus Origin, um, uh, but best five eight option. So uh, this is, a more is of, this always is more of a, mad dog. This is more of a, a classic question, and I think yeah, it'll come down to output. So if you, if we have a look at um, the output between the two, I think obviously. Um, the Storm relies so heavily on Munster and with the amount of injuries that that team has at the moment, his involvement is going to be through the roof. Um, so he's, yeah, I think his attacking upside is is higher than Brown's as well. The fact so, that the Storm aren't playing well as well, it, it, it really bodes well for Munster because we've talked about this a million times. He is that player that when you need him, He'll go above and beyond. But if you're cruising, you're winning games, you're smashing teams, he's just going to coast. He's not going to inject himself. But the Storm need him because they need to win games, and he is going to fucking kill it. Yeah. Like, I think the the other thing to, um, to consider is, um, I think in rounds round 9 and 13, Storm do have a buy. Um, and then the, the first buy for, uh, for the Eels is actually round 14. So maybe the short-term option for Brown isn't the worst, um, especially with the run. 
but the the storm have a, a fair few difficult games coming up so they play the bunnies twice in the next 10 10 rounds they play the roosters they play manly they play the warriors who've been pretty staunch in defense this season they play the bronx and the dolphins both have had really good runs um in defense this season as well and two buys so i uh, as much as I love Munster and and like his upside, I'm actually starting to lean towards Brown. If for a, if for a classic, for a classic, for a classic, for classic question, option, yeah, yeah, for sure, Brown. But yeah. for draft, hundred percent Mad Dog. Yep, Hondos. Cuckoo, cuckoo, no doubt, no doubt. All right, is that it? Roll tart. nailed it, uh, nailed yeah. it. Oh, there's actually one more. So big week Talk on the waiver wire for our mate Nick. So he's got Sean O'Sullivan. He needs a new half. He also has Junior Paulo, um, and he needs a, a front row forward, but he can get one of those free agent. And I've, yeah, I've said don't, don't bother doing a waiver claim. Um, so halves he can get is Isaiah Katoa, the Chad, Ilias, and Luke Brooks. His first option is is, is Isaiah Katoa. What, what do we think? Yeah. Um, Isaiah I, I, I think season long, I think Isaiah Katoa is the one that I'll be looking at because uh, I think he will grow into the season. Yeah, but um, yeah. Outside of that, uh, I think Brooksy is is probably a month or two away from getting dropped. Mm. I think Lockie Ilias will be up and down all, all season, and and I think the same. Like the Chad has some awesome games in him, but he is more of that game manager rather than the the high upside. So yeah, Zach Cattell for mine for sure. Agree. Cool beans. Done. Fucking big hit out, guys. Over two hours. Shit. You'll be rubbed absolutely raw. Be no skin left on it by this point. But good luck out there in round five with your matchups. Hope you crush it. And uh, we'll get the fuck out of here. So that's the final sign, rubbers. Make sure you go follow us on all the socials. Don't be a fucking dog. Do it. Uh, that's it for this rub. Remember, there are many things a man can do with his time. And this is better than those things. You're damn right, Wilco. Catch us next round on the Weekly Rubdown. You can take me now. I have seen it all. Get that India. Ta-da. 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 Ta-da.